here's this. The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers, and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Phillips File, broadcasting high atop the iHeartMedia complex on WTKS-FM HD1. Coco Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking. Critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. Yeah, it is. It's the uh, Phillips file. This one for Wednesday. That's February 28, 2018. We're going to do away with a normal opening and a lot of things on this Wednesday because I promised earlier late last year and earlier this year that on Wednesdays I wanted to focus on the opioid and heroin crisis here in central Florida. So that's what we're going to start to do. And we're going to get right into the meat of the matter immediately. I got a letter uh, not too long ago. Mo did pass it on to me by someone who we will refer to as Mr. X. We're not going to identify this person. There's no reason to do that. Anyway, we want to protect this individual and his identity. And uh, Mr. X uh, sent this uh, letter. And we said, if we're going to kick off this series every Wednesday of focusing on the heroin and opioid crisis in Central Florida. Let's get Mr. X on the air as quickly as possible. Mr. X, as we will refer to him, has been uh, kind enough to stop by. and We're going to spend some minutes, maybe the entire hour, trying to get a handle on some things that are happening in Central Florida as they are around the rest of the nation as it relates to opioid uh, dependency and addiction and heroin addiction and everything else. What we have in Central Florida is as bad, maybe even worse than other parts of the country as well. So let's just uh, get into the meat of the matter. I'll say, Mr. X, thanks for helping us out. Thanks for showing up this afternoon. We appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me, Jim. I appreciate being here. All right, let me let me look over a little bit of the letter, and let's just get this out of the way. You graduated from college with two degrees. Is that correct? You're yes. a college-educated ed- individual. You were a motocross racer, a pro, a amateur. Um, we actually, my brother and I went pro for a little while, so we were in it since uh, since we were four years old, and it was uh, yeah, big big part of our lives. So my understanding is you had an accident in training for motocross, or you went a race and had a serious accident. You go to the go to the doctor and the orthopedic surgeons. Orthopedic surgeons along the way prescribe what oxycotton, oxycodone. Uh, I was started off uh, with Vicodin, which is hydrocodone, and um, yeah, I mean pretty much right after my accident, it was. Um, you know, it was told to me that I was going to need extensive rehab and uh, and long-term pain medication. So uh, it started with um, seven and a half milligram hydrocodone. Did they tell you at the time this was non-addictive? They didn't. They didn't tell me uh, that it was that they really didn't say anything about it. To be honest with you, they didn't say it was addictive or not addictive. And I was I was you know really young and naive. I right. hadn't been you know I had no knowledge. It was just a medication my doctor was prescribing to me. How would you refer to yourself today as a recovering addict, uh, uh, an addict, uh, no label, some kind of label? Uh, there's definitely a label that goes along with me. I uh, 
Uh, yeah, I'm an addict for sure. I'm an opiate addict. I'm an opiate dependent. I still um, require opiates daily so I can so I can function. And uh, yeah, and that's in the form of methadone. Yes, I take methadone. Now. And how long have you been on that program? Uh, I've I've the the clinic I'm going to now. I've been compliant there for two years, mm-hmm. but I've been on methadone um, since 2005, actually. So was this court ordered or a decision that you wanted to move in that direction? This might help out some somewhat. Uh, a little of both. Okay. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was really my decision. I've uh, you know I, nobody wants to be a drug addict. You know that's nobody sets out to become one. Correct not really a, a goal I had in life and it happened that way and uh you know I, I don't have an answer to it I've been trying for years to figure it out and um I, you know I've I've researched it to death and I, I don't have an answer yet I, I try the best I can yeah let me go back to when you were uh, after this motocross accident and you were on these particular prescription drugs was there any moment in time days is it weeks was it years before you you determined Something's. I got a problem here. I, I'm. I'm addicted to these things. It was extremely fast. Was yeah. it really? Yeah. I mean, I. I was in recovery to the point where I was pretty much. You know, I was in bed. I. I couldn't get around. I was recuperating, and. Um, and you know, I. I, I like the way they made me feel immediately. They. They are. It was like a gift from God. I mean, I felt amazing, and uh, I had nothing to do all day. But that recover. was the feeling because the pain went away or the feeling was man i really just feel great both i um you know i had a severe amount of pain um i I had a spinal compression a a fractured skull broken ribs um so i was in a fair amount of pain and uh and it took that away and it and it made me feel amazing was it a high feeling was it a feeling of being high yes definitely yeah i mean it's just a it's a warm cozy feeling um the pain goes away. Conversation becomes more interesting. Um, you know, it just, uh, everything's right in the world, you know. Mr. X is our guest. So walk me through the first time. You, you realize you had a problem. Yeah. Uh, so tell us about the experience of trying to get off of uh, off of these. Um, I guess. What yeah. is it? What is it? Tell the audience, if you can paint the picture, what it, what it is, what happens to you physically and mentally when you try to separate from these particular addictive substances? Um, well, pretty much what happens is your, your body becomes um, physically dependent on them. Uh, they say there's two parts of your brain, your thinking brain and your primitive brain. Your primitive brain uh, is responsible for, um, you know, responses that, that have you uh, like breathing, you know, food when you're hungry, sleep when you're tired. And when you become addicted to opiates, you then are required to have opiates for like natural life to function. You know, you have to have opiates, oxygen to breathe, food to eat, sleep at night. So without that, it's like you're dying. You know, it's really like you're starving to death or, or you, you're, you know, you need sleep and you can't fall asleep or you're, you're dying of thirst. I mean, it's, it's literally your whole body starts to shut down. You know, you sweat, but you're freezing cold. You're exhausted but you can't stop moving. I mean, it's it's everything imaginable uh, that your body can go through, um, you know, trying to get you to get what it needs. So uh, essentially, you said to, to beat that awful feeling of, of withdrawal, the best thing to do is just 
get back on the yeah. on whatever whatever substance it might be. Exactly. Your your body does everything in its power to get you to get what it needs. Was your doctor willing to keep prescribing you medicine after your surgery? Oh yeah, yeah. He um, you know, and there's so many uh quote unquote pain med- medical doctors out there that that you know, they don't really see a, a point in having you stop taking them. I mean, it's business, you know. It's that's that's a that's another whole issue in itself with the medical industry and pain is uh it's big business you know it's a guaranteed patient showing up for a for an appointment every thirty days you know because that's they can't prescribe more than thirty days worth at a time so so walk us through from when you, you moved to other substances namely heroin what hap- what happened well eventually um you know you're always chasing that high that that first right. feeling that you have are you chasing the high or are you chasing away the possibility of withdrawal uh both, you're, you're really. looking you're looking for that high that feeling that warm and fuzzy and you're yeah. also saying to yourself i would suppose i just don't want to enter any kind of i don't want to go through any kind of withdrawal exactly yeah you um Especially in the beginning when everything's still so exciting and new and you're still looking for that feeling, trying mm-hmm. to get that feeling back, you're you're really looking for that high. But as your addiction, you know, goes on and years go by, you really just kind of get disgusted with everything. And at that point, which is where I'm at now, you're just looking for a solution. You're just looking to get well. It's like, like a, a diabetic taking his insulin, you know. I mean, I still have cravings and I still think all the time about that good feeling, but I've abused it so much that it, it just doesn't really work for me anymore. So, um, so I'm just daily just trying to get well. What would happen to you if you just said to yourself or tried to say to yourself, I'm not doing methadone anymore, or just a clean break. What, what physically, what would happen to you? Same thing. Have you tried uh, that before? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh. Um, yeah. When I went to treatment the, the first time, um, I was on a really high dose of methadone, so the, the medication that they gave me at treatment really had no effect on me. So I ended up doing it uh, cold turkey, and, uh, and it, was, it was rough. I mean, it was a month of just completely breaking down your body, just, just sweating, insomnia, muscle cramps. I mean, complete exhaustion. Um, you know, I mean, just imagine the worst feeling you've ever had times a thousand that's what i've heard this is like like having the flu a hundred times worse yeah yeah if not more yeah a lot worse yeah all right let me i need to take a little break mr x is our guest as we begin a series of uh of shows to try to you know take a take a a look at what's happening with the opiate and uh, heroin crisis here in central florida we'll continue our conversation in a couple of minutes or so it's the phillips file on real radio 104.1 City kicks off the 2018 campaign at home, playing host to DC United March 3rd. Coverage begins at 7 p.m. on FM 96.9, The Game, AM 740, and iHeartRadio. The Phillips File on uh, Wednesdays, at least for an hour, uh, starting now, we'll be focusing on the opiate and heroin epidemic in Central Florida, as it is around the rest of the nation. We started off the program talking to uh, a person who is an addict. His name is, we're referring to him as Mr. X. We will keep his identity away from everybody else. That is our, uh, that is our claim, and we will continue with that. So you were, you were on pills because of this motocross accident. And explain to us again the trans, transformation when you went from pills to, to the use of heroin. What happened? Um, well, I guess most... Uh Addicts eventually with opiates will find that 
no matter how hard uh, the medication is, how much they take, whatever strength it is, it's just not quite good enough. You know, it never gets you to where you want to be. So uh, that's and then at that point, you're generally spending a lot of money, you know, to take so many pills. So, of course, the natural procession is to try heroin. Right. It's it's cheaper um, and it's a lot stronger. So. I, uh, yeah, I mean, there was one day where, uh, somebody I was with, he, he said, you're crazy. You're spending so much money on pills and, you know, and you could be a lot more well off, you know, for, for shorter cash here. And I, I, yeah, I tried, I tried heroin for the first time and, and, uh, yeah, and he was right. You know, it put me back to where pills used to get me. And, um, and how long have, were you a, a, a heroin addict? Uh, let's see, I guess I used heroin every day for a good three, three and a half, four years there. How hard was it to, to score it? Oh, well at, at the time I was living down in South Florida. So you literally just went off of eighth street in Miami and there's parking lots where kids selling on bicycles. No kidding. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're like 14, 15 years old. So you were intravenous heroin user. Yes. Yep. Did you ever overdose? I, I have not ever overdosed. I, uh, I guess I've always had just an immense tolerance and, uh, you know, I've just been lucky, I suppose. And I, I, I have never had an overdose, but a lot of people I know have. Were you ever with somebody who did? Yes. Yep. I was with, um, yeah. I mean, the first time I tried heroin, the, the kid that introduced me to it, he, he overdosed in the passenger seat of my vehicle. Um, I've lost, uh, I've lost so many of my really close, close friends, you know, what, uh, what is the public missing? Do you think from, from, from all of this? I mean, you'll, you'll hear to people as well, it's a moral choice. You know, they, uh, this is their problem. They decided to do this. Yeah. Um, I've, I've read statistics. I don't know whether it's true or not. Where 80% of people who are now addicted to these opiates and, and heroin essentially started off with pills for pain management. But, yeah. I think that falls into into the truth category. I think that's very accurate. I mean, I, heroin's not a drug that you, you know, just decide to try at a party. You know, it's it's a. I think it's more of a drug that you graduate up to. Um, and the natural, like I said, the natural order of things is like Vicodin. You know, maybe oxycodone, um, and then eventually, you know, uh, heroin. It's it's kind of. Why did this crisis really? become a crisis the availability or was it the number of people who because of the pill mills and the doctors maybe being misinformed about the addictive qualities of some of these substances people got addicted to the pills and there's always someone will at least i would think always fulfill the market needs if you crack down on the pills somebody's going to come along say well we can supply the heroin and make money yeah that's i think what what happened i think it's a little of everything i mean i think the um you know, the, the doctors, especially here in Florida, were reckless for a while with their uh, prescribing. Um, and then when they kind of corrected that mistake, they put in that monitoring program where, uh, you know, you can no longer see multiple doctors. Um, you know, that, that kind of it dried up the supply. So naturally, there becomes a huge opportunity for, for narcotics dealers because you have X amount of uh, opiate addicts still looking for their medicine, you know. When you were a heroin addict, 
for how many years now? Was it five or six years? Did you say uh, about four years? What was your What was your average day? I mean, were you a functional addict? Could you hold a job, or were you the stereotypical down and out in 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 whatever? Uh, for whatever reason, uh, you know, I was always a highly functioning addict. I, I, um, I don't know. I, I always, I just, I couldn't uh, imagine like not having a job, not earning money, and being in that position. So, what I did was I, I regrouped and I worked my ass off to get extra high. You know, so mm-hmm. that's kind of what that was my, that was my take on it. I, I don't know. So I, yeah, I worked every day. You know, I would probably spend about, you know, more than half of what I earned on my heroin, but I uh, I was able to always work and function and pay my bills and stuff, so I, I was a very highly functioning addict. But And there's many more people like that out there, I'm sure, you know. it's That's what I've heard, that, you know, you would be surprised at the number of people who are addicts, who are functional, who are in the workplace and, and essentially – you would never know because we have this stereotype in our minds about what an addict is. I mean, in the Bowery and along the curb, passed out, nodding off, and it's just not necessarily that way. You're a college graduate, two yeah. degrees. Yeah. Uh, did this ever affect your your work? I mean, did anybody at work even have any idea that you were you were you were an addict? Yeah, um, you know, there there were people that that could tell, and it has really affected my work because I, you know, I was. Uh, arrested you know at one time and and it that pretty much ruined my life because although i had a good attorney and it uh you know it, it, he was able to plead it down and everything there's still that record that goes on you know i have um and even though i pleaded no contest and i paid the attorney to have the the case sealed and everything i it still shows up so i have been uh eligible and qualified for some really good jobs that you know big Corporate America has flown me out to their headquarters, interviewed me, everything looked great, and then all of a sudden I get the blow-off because they do a background check, you know, and they see that arrest and there's just unanswered questions, so, yeah. yeah. Before you were before you were an addict, before the, the motocross accident and the addiction to the pills and then the, the move over to heroin, I mean, tell the, I mean, if you can tell the, I mean, what were your dreams as you were, you know, as you were growing up and a young man and was it your brother who you were motocross? Did he go down the same path? I mean, does he have the same problem? Was he injured and the same thing happened? Yep. Carbon copy. Yeah. No kidding. Unfortunately. Is uh, your, is your, is your family an addict, have an addictive quality as certain alcoholics uh, Jim, you I have, do. You have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, more than half. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But um, but yeah, it's in the genes, I think for sure. But yeah, my brother's there too. I, I uh, this is something that if you would have told me when I was in college or whatever, this would be where my life goes. I would never believe. I I couldn't believe you. I would think now you got you got the wrong guy. Like this, this isn't how things are gonna happen for me. I know me. I'm hardworking. You know, I, 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 I start things and I finish them and I, I'm like, I'll be successful. You know, I, I honestly felt when I was in college that I would make my first million by the time I was 25. You know, I was just, uh, you know, the best man in the room. I always figured, you know, but, it, it, you know, it didn't work out that way for me. It, uh, I ended up becoming an addict and it's a, it's a huge part of my life, something I, I struggle with. I don't know the answer to and, 
it's a gigantic void that I have and it's a it's kind of like a, a giant secret that I have you know and I'm out with uh with my wife and we're out with friends other mm-hmm. couples mm-hmm. and things sometimes it's like it's always in the back of my mind you know we're all at dinner we're having conversation I'm looking around and I'm thinking these people have no idea like I have this you know my wife obviously does but they have no idea this horrible affliction that I deal with every moment of my life. You know, it's just always, always there, just always cropping up and just, you know, not one minute goes by. I don't think about it. And, uh, and I have to deal with it. I have to live with it. And it's, it's like a, a riddle I can't figure out. You know, it's like a question I can't answer. It's, uh, it's just horrible. Is that one of those? Why me? I don't understand. Why me? You know, I, I don't, some, of course, I've I've felt that way. Like, why this have to happen to me? And I've gotten angry about it. But I've, uh, but it's just it's frustrating to me because I can't figure it out. You know, I'm I'm right. a, kind of an engineer by trade, so I like to figure out problems. And this is like the one problem in my life, and one thing I've never been able to solve. You know, and I just I can't figure out how to uh, how to stop, how to get off this stuff. You know? What do you What do you think would happen if if your friends found out? I don't, I don't know. know what they do in rehab, whether they recommend that you tell your friends about this or keep it to yourself. It's it's uh, I mean, I of course, I have some friends that know everything about me, sure. you know, but I have a lot of friends that don't. And um, and, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know how they take it. Sometimes I think, uh, you know, maybe they'd be cordial to me, but maybe they wouldn't understand. You know, like you were saying, there's a lot of people with stereotypes about what the what the addict is, who he is. You can't you can't trust him when he's around or, you know, it's. I don't know. You know, it's it's tough. It's it's not who I thought I'd be, but it, you know, this is who I am, I guess. At one time, you uh, dealt in drugs. Yes. Heroin? Uh, no, never dealt in heroin. It was uh, pills. This was a way to feed your own habit or make money. Yeah, it, it definitely. It, I I never set out to be any kind of a drug dealer. You know, it it just got to the point where I was spending so much and I had friends that always knew I was into it. So they'd say, Oh, get me a couple, get me a couple. Right. And then, you know, and then it did kind of take off to become something that was a lot bigger than uh, I ever intended it to be. And it ended up really, <laughs> really kind of, you know, biting me in the end there. I, I was arrested for uh, narcotics trafficking. I would imagine maybe you're hanging around some, some characters that are shady guys, essentially yeah. not in your best interest. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, people that uh, I never thought I'd I would you know rub shoulders with. Mister X is our guest. We're trying to focus at least Wednesdays on the Phillips file now through whenever, maybe this year. Just trying to get a better handle on the opiate and heroin crisis here in Central Florida. As it grips Central Florida, grips the rest of the nation as well. Tell me about the methadone program. You've been on methadone for two years um yeah i mean off and on since like 2005 but the last couple of years i've been really trying to stick to the program and i've been compliant and uh yeah i go to the i go to a methadone clinic um what is methadone methadone is a is a synthetic opioid that is uh, it binds really tight to your receptors so it it ends up being a long-lasting medication Mm -hmm. you're you know, when you shoot heroin, usually three hours later or so, you're looking for your next fix. You're already beginning right. to have the onset of withdrawals. Uh, methadone lasts up to 24 hours. So in essence, you can take it once a day and stave off the withdrawals for a 24-hour period. So, Do, you, do um, you have to go to the clinic for the methadone or you prescribe methadone where 
you have a certain amount in your possession for a certain length of time? Yeah, there's a um, there's a doctor at the clinic, and you have a, a like a legitimate prescription for it. Mm-hmm. At first, um, you go there every single day, but after you're compliant and you're you know you're good with your urine screens, where you're not doing other drugs, and you can prove that you have a, a steady job and that you have a steady residence. Um, they'll give you, you know, a, a supply of it. So I go once a week now. Okay. Jack it, has a question. Is there a high to the methadone or is it just simply satisfying that body's craving for the uh, drug? That's a little bit of a catch 22 because, um, you can get high for methadone. Like I don't, people say that that's not what it's for, but you can definitely get high for methadone if you take, uh, enough of it. So that's kind of, uh, that's kind of, a a hard a hard thing to deal with sometimes because I do I do crave the methadone I know even during the week when I have my week's worth like I can take extra and catch maybe a little bit of a buzz so it's like a constant battle I'm fighting with myself with my own medication there it's like well if I take extra I'm just gonna screw myself because I'll be out by the end of the week but um but yeah, you can get you know a little bit of a buzz from the methadone. Is it a constant battle for you, even with methadone? Are you still having a craving for, for heroin, or do you have uh, do you, I don't know? Do you, are you allowed to drink? Do you, do you drink? Um, yeah, we're not, we're not really supposed to, but I, I have a couple of drinks. I don't, you know that's some people have a hard time handling alcohol, right. like they're dual addicted or whatever. Mm-hmm. That, that was never with me, so I. I'll have a couple of drinks, but honestly, sometimes the alcohol can kick your cravings up for opiates more. Right. So it's kind of a, yeah, Mr. X is our guest. So you went to rehab three times mm-hmm. voluntary. Yes. Yep. And did it work for a while? Didn't work. How long, how were, how long, give us an idea about at least one of your rehab programs that you got involved in. Okay. The, the first time I went um, was in 2007 and uh, it was, you know, my heroin use had gotten really bad. And uh, <clears throat> so I decided to go and um, it was a 30 day program following a one week detox, which a week you're not detoxed within a week, not off of methadone anyway. Mm-hmm. But so you're there for 30 days and um, most programs will really push the the 12 steps hard you know the right. they use for alcoholics and stuff and it i don't know i guess it works for some people it never really seemed to work well with me and they they you know they want you to go to a lot of meetings following the treatment center um and uh i don't know i mean it kind of worked for a little while you're surrounding yourself with sober people but uh, but you're also a lot of times at the meetings, you know, romanticizing the times you used to get high, and that was kind of hard sometimes. And um, I don't know, not 99 days was pretty much my my best, you know, uh, uh, sobriety period. But after the 30 days of rehab, you then yeah. lasted 99 more days. Yes. Yep. And um, it's kind of a weird number. I know it was like my treat to myself. I guess on my hundredth day. <laughs> Yeah. But uh, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess, you know, they say like when you come out of rehab and you first get clean, they say you're on a pink cloud. They call it right. because you're exactly you know, you're you're really into your rehab. I'm sober now. I'm cured. Mm-hmm. This is great. Oh my, everything's brighter again. But eventually that wears off, you know, and the reality sets in that your body still has that desire, you know, that craving and. And then when you're completely sober like that, your body knows, like, hey, we can get really high. <laughs> so I have a few minutes. Mr. X is our guest as we try to get some kind of handle on what this opiate and heroin crisis is in, in Central Florida. 
you know, you project in, into the future. I mean, what do you see down the line? Or is it just a day-to-day slog for you? Yeah, it's, it is. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I've looked into the future so much that I don't anymore, you know, because I, I've just tried to look for a solution for so long that I haven't been able to find or anything that works for me really better than the methadone program. So I just... I just kind of deal with life day to day, try to do the best I can. Luckily, I have an, an amazing wife, you know, that mm-hmm. has put up with all my BS for the past uh, 15 years, you know. So she, uh, poor thing, she's been along for the whole ride, you know. But, um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I'm, I'm hoping at some point they can come up with a medication or something to deal with um the opiate, or I mean, the uh, withdrawals rather. You, um, you know, I'm sure you pay attention to the news because of the struggles that you have with these particular substances. What's is is somebody not taking the right approach? You know, I, I don't, I don't. Uh, you mean as far as the government? How well, they're I dealing mean, with whether it? it's law enforcement, whether it's government, whether it's uh, whether it's rehab people, uh, you know, programs yeah. or whatever. What's I think it doesn't seem to me that anybody's making much progress. No, they're really not. And I think they're they're doing a lot of things uh, they shouldn't be or, or utilizing funds uh, the wrong way. You know, I, what I do you think, think is needed? I think, first of all, I think there needs to be a lot more education as far as addiction. You know, I think it needs to be uh, educated to the youth a lot earlier about how dangerous it is. And also, I think more money needs to go into research and development of a, of a medication that will work for pain that's non-narcotic and a medication that will really help people that want to get off of it, you know, whether it be a, a psych med so they can deal with the psychological issues of addiction mm-hmm. uh, and also the physical, you know, the withdrawals. They're, they're so terrible that most of your opiate addicts, just can't even deal with it. Like I, I couldn't go to work. I couldn't take care of everything in my house, you know, going through those withdrawals for an entire month, you know, my, my business would be destroyed, you know, everything would come falling down on me. <laughs> you would agree that most people just don't have an understanding of it's a disease and have, I mean, they can't relate to, to the addiction and certainly can't relate to the withdrawal. You'll hear people say, Oh, well, cigarettes are addictive and uh, it's hard to get off cigarettes, but this does, this does, I don't know if you smoke or ever did, but this does not compare. I'm sure. No, no, this is a whole different animal. You know, it's, it actually changes your, your physiological, um, you know, all the way your, your body works. They say once you become an addict, it changes and it's changed for good. So it's, Will you have to be on methadone in some way, shape, or form at, forever for the rest of your life? Uh, for right now, I'm thinking, yeah. I mean, I uh, there's no other solution that I've been able to to come up with, or you know, other medication or anything that I've found that works any better. So this is a lifelong struggle. Yeah, yeah. Is oh. it methadone free? Is it is it a clinic? Do you have to pay for this? And yeah, no, it's in, in some states it is free. Um, here in Florida, though, it's seventeen dollars a day. So, no kidding. Yeah, it's about five hundred bucks a month. Does insurance cover that? Does nah. insurance cover methadone treatment? Not nah. at all. No, nah, they're they're for profit. The methadone clinics and they're cash only. <laughs> well, that's probably another program in itself. I've heard that before. People who've called said, you know, it doesn't. They can't afford it. They can't deal with it. Yeah, that's I know. That's well, I all I can say is, you know, we wish you well in your in, in your struggle. Thank um, you very much. And and once again, thanks for for coming by and being our first guest in. You know, hopefully we can at least draw some attention to what's 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 going on with us. We wish you the best of luck and and stay in touch and 
who knows, we'll try to get you back again. Yeah, thanks. I really appreciate yeah. it, and um, I'm glad you guys are dedicating part of the show to this. I'm going to try. Thank you very much. It's the Phillips File Wednesday edition on Real Radio 104.1. Thanks to Mr. X for coming by the Phillips File. We appreciate that very much as the Phillips File on Wednesdays. Every Wednesday, we'll take a little bit of time at the beginning of the program to focus on the opiate and heroin crisis here in Central Florida. There are not a lot of statistics out there, believe it or not. Uh, the ones that I have, most going to have some news in a couple of minutes or so, but what I did come up with uh, in 2017, opiates uh, killed an average of 15 Floridians every single day. Uh, Fentanyl-related deaths in Florida, the latest statistics by uh, the state, uh, increased by 97% in 2016. Opioid deaths, heroin, cocaine, assorted prescription drugs increased by 35%. The presence of methamphetamine grew by 104%. Orange County, Orlando being the home base, of course, had the fourth largest rate of deaths by morphine. Now, that may have changed over... 2016 into 2017. I don't have a lot of stats for 2017. You'd think they'd be all over the place, wouldn't you, with the level of this crisis that we have in the state of Florida and central Florida. You'd think that you'd have stats just coming out of the woodwork. We don't. Prescription drugs have killed more Floridians than street drugs. Uh, Orange County is in the first nine months, first nine months of last year, saw an 84% increase in drug-related emergency calls. Now, that could be Orlando, that could be Orange County. They might keep separate stats on that. I don't know if they combine them anywhere. I don't know if the local Orange County uh, Heroin Drug Task Force has those stats. We'll reach out to them. Nationwide opioid overdose deaths were five times higher in 2016 than 1999. Opioid deaths in Florida increased 46.3% from 2015 to mm-hmm. twenty. 16. We will take uh, Wednesdays, at least the first hour, first half hour of every Wednesday, if we can, and we will focus on this uh, crisis here in Central Florida as best we can until uh, and for the remainder of the year, maybe at least. Let's get a little and, bit of news. And Jim, if I may, people uh, questioning and texting on how to, uh, you know, be a part of it, if you email yeah. Moira, M O I R A, at realradio.fm. And uh, she's handling the organization. Yeah, if you have suggestions or who to turn to for guests, I want to stay away from politicians as best I can for a while because you know the way they operate. I want to focus the attention on themselves and kind of polish their own apple and explain what a wonderful job they're doing. I'm staying away from that for a while. Mm -hmm. Let's get a little bit of news with Mo. Uh, Jim, let's talk about uh, Dick's Sporting Goods and say hats off to them. At least I'll, I'll take my own hat off. Uh, Dick Sporting Goods, they're here in Orlando. They're across the nation, a major U.S. retailer of sporting stuff. They will immediately stop selling assault-style rifles and high-capacity magazines at all of their stores. They will also ban the sale of all guns to anyone under age 21. Now, this announcement comes early this morning. It came early this morning, just hours before the kids at Marjorie Stoneman Douglas High School in Parkland, Florida, went back to school for any half a day anyway. This the school where 17 students and educators were killed with an assault rifle uh, two weeks ago today. Um, Dick's, one of the most well-known gun retailers in the United States, cut off the sale of assault-style weapons following Sandy Hook. But sales resumed at its chain of stores under the name Field and Stream. But now they say, we're done. A number of major U.S. corporations, MetLife, Hertz, Delta, 
uh, and, and others have cut ties with the NRA. Well, you're seeing more and more companies and corporations, not just with gun violence in this country, but with other uh, social movements taking a taking a social stand. The, right. Many of them have now believed, as I do, they should, is become involved in their communities. And uh, you're allowed to say, well, this is our position as it relates to a particular social issue. So good, uh, you know, go buy some yoga pants at Dick's. <laughs> I love them. They're very uh, comfortable. All right, you like them, do mm-hmm. you? Uh-huh, very nice. They really Lycra. show up for uh, stuff very well, uh, but too. Here in, uh, in Florida, mm-hmm. the record is now zero wins, two losses in Tallahassee uh, in an effort to get rid of these assault rifle sales um, over the past two days. It's no zero two. That's not going to happen anytime soon. Uh, but that doesn't mean they shouldn't try. Orlando Democrat that. Carlos Guillermo Smith tried yesterday to add the ban to what's called a school safety passage, saying lawmakers owe it to those 17 kids and educators killed down south. But uh, the NRA lobbyist, Marion Hammer, that old goat, she was in, in Tallahassee, of course, and claimed the measure would outlaw all guns, not yeah, just assault guess what? weapons. That old goat says jump, and they say, yeah, they how do. high? They these, totally uh, do. these movements, these cultural movements, uh, some uh, you know, this, have a, a germ of their own and, and turns into something bigger, some, some fail, and just have to give it time. These things do not uh, work overnight. They just do not happen. It's that... It's that cascading effect, and we'll see whether this grows into something. I have a sneaky suspicion this may grow into something a lot larger, especially as these high school kids uh, begin voting. Parents, teachers, students, and residents of Lake County had that hard conversation last night, or uh, two night before, nights ago, yeah. yep, of uh, arming teachers um, uh, who would be um, sort of deputized as a special deputy, the teachers would. Not a good idea. Uh, they just arrested no. a teacher in Georgia for firing her. That's weapon. correct. With many vehemently opposed to firearms in the classroom, teachers and students and parents said, "No, no, don't do it." But Lake County did it anyway. Uh, it was passed, and um, I thought they were going to look into it. Well, I didn't think they, that they haven't made a firm decision on whether they're going to go ahead with that program. More than thirty people spoke. The majority of them siding against the ideas of arming teachers. They say that they will have. That was, I guess, a. A secondary meeting. The regular board meeting started, and uh, they say that they will have to have several conversations about this. Yeah. Um, but it looks like um, I think generally teachers don't like yeah. the idea. Uh, you know, I did mention uh, that Marjorie Stoneman Douglas only had half a day. There was a swarm of media on campus, yep. but most of the kids went back there, easing the kids into a routine. By Monday, it'll be full day. Um, but it does turn out that you know the teachers were. Um, it was a major milestone in their recovery, they say, uh, according to the superintendent of Broward County Schools. Think you ever recover for something like that? I don't. I, didn't I think either. the sound resonates in your ear. The smell screams. You, you're right. The screams, the sounds, uh, that heart palpitation. I think when you hear somebody drop a book or something, you immediately go there. Mm-hmm. The smell of stepping over your classmates' blood. I, I can't imagine how that is. How you ever get over such a thing, but. Uh, those students are impressive in their passion and in their commitment to this cause, and I hope that they can actually move the needle on this. Uh, State lawmakers in Florida, though, Jim, are moving ahead with a bill to arm school teachers. On Tuesday, the Florida House Appropriations Committee voted along party lines to approve a bill that would establish a $67 million school marshal program. How about the guts to raise some taxes or make, uh, you know, uh, take a fee off the sale of every firearm and fund more cops on campuses if you want to go that way? They think that it's a good idea to put $67 million into the school marshal program uh, that would train teachers to carry guns at school. The bill has another 
arm as well. And that would impose a three-day waiting period for all gun purchases in Florida and raise the minimum age to buy a gun from 18 to 21. That's a start. So, yeah, absolutely correct. But up in Washington, President Trump still supports this age limit raise uh, to buy certain firearms, according to the White House press secretary. Uh, she said the age limit for assault uh, weapons is now 18, of course, and there have been calls to raise it to 21. She says that the Trumpster is in favor of all that. But House Speaker Paul Ryan says it's not the fault of the guns. He says there are colossal systemic failures that need to be looked at. Well, no kidding. Sherlock, what do you mean? You need to look at it. Uh, In a Capitol briefing, Paul Ryan, Speaker of the House, said there were glaring warning signs about this kid uh, down to the accused shooter in in South Florida. Of course, they were overlooked. And so now he says, while he is very troubled by the tragedy, uh, he says, let's change things that need to be changed. The underlying predicate for gun violence in the United States of America, the underlying predicate is the number of guns. Yeah. Let's just let's you know, let's just let's just admit that there are more guns now available or no more guns in the United States than there are people. We're going to take a little break. We'll come back. We'll have that bonus round of closest to the pin. Then Mo's going to have a little bit more news. And then we'll get kind of sure. back into the regular Wednesday schedule on Real Radio 104.1. Your chance to win a trip for two to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards is just a few minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! Well, we'll have some more news in a few minutes or so. We'll find out whether Jared Kushner still has a job. Time right now (laughs) for that bonus round of closest to the pin. Chris is playing against Pinkman. Chris wants to win that You Matter business card, guaranteeing him good fortune for the rest of his life. Mr. Pinkman, if you'll head to the soundproof booth, we'll bring you back in a couple couple of minutes okay. to set your handicap for the day. Let's track down Chris, get this thing underway. Chris, how are you today? Good, sir. How are you? I'm doing very well, Chris. I have 10 questions for you. They're all connected. As I say, you don't have to worry about that. Just answer each and every one to the best of your ability, Okay. Yes, sir. Here we go. A countdown for Chris. Keep score, please. In three, two, one, begin. Chris, Dick Sporting Goods will no longer sell assault-type rifles, but Dick Clark died in what year? 2010. Singer Petula Clark had a hit song called Downtown, released in what year? 1967. Talk about downtown. How old is sportscaster Marv Albert? 83. Marvin the Martian made his first Looney Tunes appearance in what year? Uh, 1968. The late R&B singer Marvin Gaye released the album called Let's Get It On in what year? 1978. Gay Talese is an American journalist known for contributions to the New York Times and Esquire magazine. How old is Talese? 62. Talese wrote an acclaimed magazine piece called Frank Sinatra Has a Cold. Sinatra died at what age? 78. Frank Sinatra won an Academy Award for his role in the movie From Here to Eternity that was released in what year? 1968. 
Actor Burt Lancaster starred in that movie, but Burt and Ernie were part of Sesame Street. Sesame Street was conceived in what year? 1968. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Bert and Ernie were crows in Buffalo, New York, they would have to fly how many miles to reach Montreal, Canada? 120. Time. All right, Whoa. there you go. All right, thank you, Chris. Let's bring in Mr. Pinkman. Mm-hmm. You're asking? Yes, that's Pinkman. He, he knows who he Mr. Said Pinkman, Pinkman is. He said Pinkman, he's like, I wasn't sure. All right, Mr. Pinkman, uh, we set your handicap at 15, but we allow you to roll the dice, whatever the number is. We'll take off 15. That will be your handicap for today. So pick up the dice and roll them, baby. Jimmy's warming the dice. Oh, yeah. Oh, Oh, dang it. A four. Five. 11 seconds. That's an 11-second handicap. Ten questions for you, Mr. Pinkman, if you're ready. I think so. Here we go. He still won't lose on time. Come on. In three, <laughs> two, one, begin. Dick Sporting Goods will no longer sell assault-type rifles, but Dick Clark died in what year? Uh, 2008. Singer Petula Clark had a hit song called Downtown, released in what year? 1973. Talk about downtown. How old is sportscaster Marv Albert? Uh, 72. Marvin the Martian made his first Looney Tunes appearance in what year? 1951. The late R&B singer Marvin Gaye released the album called Let's Get It On in what year? 76. Gay Talese is an American journalist known for contributions to the New York Times and Esquire magazine. How old is Talese? Uh, 57. Talese wrote an acclaimed magazine piece called Frank Sinatra Has a Cold. Sinatra died at what age? Uh, 62. Frank Sinatra won an Academy Award for his role in the movie From Here to Eternity that was released in what year? 1953. Actor Burt Lancaster starred in that movie, but Burt and Ernie were part of Sesame Street. Sesame Street was conceived in what year? 1967. Get it within 25, you went outright. If Burt and Ernie were crows in Buffalo, New York, they would have to fly how many miles to reach Montreal, Canada? Uh, 137. Oh, my word. In a row. (laughs) Score it. Dick Clark died in what year, Chris said? 2010. And Pinkman. 08. 2012. Oh, Chris. Petula Clark, the hit song Downtown, released in what year, Chris said? 67. And Pinkman. 73. Right on the money, 1967. Damn it. Talk about downtown. How old is sportscaster Marv Albert, Chris said? 83. Pinkman. 72. 76. You're on the board. Marvin the Martian made his first appearance in what year, Chris said? 68. Pinkman. 51. 48. Pinkman. Yes. Marvin Gaye released the album called Let's Get It On in what year, Chris said? 78. Pinkman. 76. 73. Ooh, Pinky ties Tighten it up. up. Oh, Gay Talese, an American journalist. How old is Gay Talese? Chris said? 62. Pinkman. 57. 86. He's oh, 86. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, Whoa. boy. Talese wrote an acclaimed magazine piece called Frank Sinatra Has a Cold. <laughs> Sinatra died at what age? Chris said? 78. Pinkman. 62. 82. Oh, boy. Frank Sinatra won an Academy Award for his role in the movie From Here to Eternity, released in what year? Chris said. Uh, 68. Pinkman. 53. Right on the money. 1953. There you go, Pinky. Two to go. Tied up again. It's all tied up, Jim. Actor Burt Lancaster starred in that movie, but Burt and Ernie were part of Sesame Street. Sesame Street conceived in what year? Chris said. 68. Pinkman. One under 67. 1966. Oh, Pinky. Pinkman is leading now, six 
to five. Get it within 25, you went out right if Bert and Ernie were crows in Buffalo. They would have to fly how many miles to reach Montreal, Chris said. Montreal. Uh, he said 120. Pinkman said. 137. Not too far off, at least the two of them. But as a matter of fact, those crows called Bert and Ernie would have to fly a total distance of 394 miles. Uh, not within the 25, but Pinkman gets it and wins the game. Sorry about Woo! that, Chris. A nice game, but it wasn't good enough. Bad luck for you for 24 hours. Oh, Thanks for playing that bonus boy. round of Closest to the Pin. Remember, close oh, only yeah. counts in horseshoes. Job, Thank you. And closest to the pin. All right, let's get back to some uh, news. Yes, yes, yes. A lot of stuff to cover. Thanks to Mr. X for coming by for the first portion of the first hour uh, as we begin to focus on the opioid and opiate and heroin crisis here in Central Florida. Mm-hmm. It was a good interview. did a great job. He was, yeah. He hey, really he painted the picture. Yeah, let me tell you, the only person charged in connection with the mass shooting of Pulse Goes on trial this week, Jim. Jury selection begins in federal court in Orlando tomorrow for Noor Salman, the widow of the gunman. What's she charged with? She's charged with obstructing justice and aiding and abetting uh, the June 2016 attack by her husband. a dollar to this trial. No deal. If convicted of all of that, uh, she could be sentenced to life in prison. The U.S. Senate race right here in Florida is a horse race right out of the gate. A new Quinnipiac poll gives Democratic incumbent Bill Nelson 46%. Now, the expected Republican incumbent or challenger, Governor Rick Scott, has 42%. Neck and neck already, and it yeah. just started. Quinnipiac's Peter Brown says the poll indicates both Senator Nelson and Rick Scott are well known and solid within their own parties, meaning Florida's independence will provide the swing vote on that. Uh, they opened up Wahlburgers downtown, Orlando. It opens for lunch at 11. Well, right when it opened, a man came into the hamburger place on Orange Avenue with a gun. Police were notified. They shot and killed him. What's his problem? This morning at 11 a.m. Where's Mocky Mock? In broad daylight. Trying to rob it? In broad daylight, this happened. Yeah. Where's Donnie? Funky bunch. Funky had, bunch. He was, a, he was downtown. He was armed with a gun. It's very dangerous. Police at first didn't identify the guy. Um, but sure enough, uh, you know... The patrons called 911. The employees called 911. They followed him out of the restaurant. Mm. They told him to drop his weapon. This is the police now. Mm. Uh, when he did not drop his weapon, they fired at him, shot him, and killed him. Not going to end well. No. We don't have a problem with guns here, though. They'll tell, we're fine. We're good. You know, people have guns. They just walk into hamburger joints and, you know, well, wave, look what wave it around. Yeah, it's security. <sighs> yeah. In a way. Mm-hmm. Uh, two good po- response by OPD. That's true. Very, they were Johnny on the spot, though. Mina, very super, Mina, 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 Mina. Super quick, super quick. Could be the sheriff, you know. He wants to be. Yes, I know. Dollar, John Mina becomes sheriff of I Orange think County. You have money oh, an on independent. Those. There's another uh, candidate who's counting on the Hispanic community for votes. Oh, mm-hmm. who's that? I can't remember his name. All right. Uh, listen, Hernandez, Jim, Lopez. I, stop it. Now, like listen. That. Lulac's on the phone for you, Jim. A police officer. I've got two it. police stories, one from Lakeland, one from Key West. I believe. Well, we just lost Osceola County. Oh, rats. Oh. Yeah, I got news for you. <laughs> we lost them about seven years ago. <laughs> a police officer, Jim, is facing an arrest for possible domestic violence. This police lieutenant in Lakeland was placed on leave yesterday. His living girlfriend at the time and LPD, Lakeland Police Department detective, says he abused her a handful of times dating back to last year. I'll knock that off. All right, so that's he, was, uh, he has been... Um, I guess suspended, placed on leave. It happened again in uh, to a different officer 
down in Monroe County. A sheriff's deputy down in the Keys is accused of uh, domestic violence as well. This is a 23-year-old officer arrested this morning for allegedly choking his girlfriend on two separate occasions. What's going on with Kushner? Don't you have an update on Kushner? Come on, Mo. What do you think? I'm doing the state first. Think he's going to be out? Well, he's at the job today is what I'll tell you. But But he can't see anything. He can't do anything. That's correct. Maybe he can dust. He can't dust. He doesn't know from dusting. He's not allowed. He's to on dust. the same level as the as the gardeners. He, maybe he can deliver uh, yeah. you know a bowl of bean soup to uh, the White House staff and I tell the you, commissary. That Swiffer duster is a game changer, especially when you go so around your like the, entertainment center. Like and yeah, yeah. You can duster. just like go I, all around I there. I like that. All right, so quickly. You have any food? I'll take your bet. By the way, how about some birthdays? I got quickly. birthdays. Yes, sir. I have about Jason Aldean. You want to bet? Jason Aldean. Jason Aldean's thirty-eight. Uh, thirty-six. I don't know, 37? Uh, Jim, 41. Take it. Uh, It's been a good day. He wishes. The lead singer from the group Train, Patrick Monaghan. Oh, Patrick? Yeah, he's 32. Happy birthday! Uh, 45. Oops. Yeah, uh, 44. Pinkman, 49. And finally, one of the most distinct voices anywhere, Gilbert Gottfried. Gilbert Gottfried. How old is he? Uh, 67. Nope. He's not that age. 65. I don't know, 66? Jim 63. Take no. That's the la di da. Just call me Moira. Jack's audio file up coming next on Real Radio 104.1. Real Radio Orlando on Facebook. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting seacoastbank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member FDIC. From the... Spanning the world wide web to bring you the constant variety of sound. The thrill of victory. I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. And the agony of defeat. Chicken Tetrazzini. The sound of human drama captured in a world where everything is recorded. It's time to hear what's in Jack's audio file. Hello. Hello. That's a fact, Jack. Oh, that's a fact, Jack. There we go. I don't know why that. That's a fact, Jack. That's a fact, Jack. I'm going to finish my Cheetos. What's in your audio file? Oh, you, that's been your uh, selection of choice it's lately, huh? Yes. It's only a buck a bag, and you really get you know you're really getting a bargain because you get a lot more Cheetos than you think you would for a buck. Uh huh. Now Cheetos are the ones that are close. They're more solid as they're opposed crunchy. to the puffs. They're very crunchy. They're the crunchy no, ones. they're the dense ones, not the, the puffs. Dense. Thank you, Mo. Dense. They're not. They that's don't not puffs. a puff. No puffs. Yeah. No puffs. That's cheese puffs. That's different. Okay. No, those are cheese doodles. Okay. How many calories in this? Uh, uh, two fifty. How many uh, servings is that little what? bag? Two ten. Oh, that's one sixty per serving, but it's two servings, so it's three twenty. See, they're, eh, they're calling that two servings that bag. I don't care. Anyway. Brown socks, black shoes. What do I care anymore? <laughs> oh. Well, okay. some of us. Look we, how far they've come. We have to still fight yeah. the battle of the bulge, so yeah, uh, it's I, good to know. I, I've lost that battle. Uh, someone who has been fighting the Battle of the Bulge is a uh, well-known director and podcaster, actor as well, Kevin oh. Smith. Oh, yeah. Uh, revealed that uh, he is uh, recovering from a heart attack. He took to Facebook on Monday to tell the world about the massive heart attack that he had on Sunday where he had a, you know, a chance to you know, do some reflection on his life. Here's uh, New Jersey's own Kevin Smith. I just thought about everything and thought about like, you know, my parents and how they raised me and and my brother and my sister and and my friends and my wife and my kid and my like 
this weird, wonderful career that I've had for so long and stuff. And I was like content. Like it was weird. I don't know how to say it. I, I didn't want to die. Don't get me wrong. But I was like, well, if the ferryman comes tonight, I got to pay him. Like what a ride it's been. I'm going to cross that river sticks, huh? Oh, boy. <laughs> the ferryman. Ferryman. Yeah, I got to pay the ferryman. Well, pretty good attitude. One of contentment there. Yeah. Right, the, River Sticks, am I well, right, Payton? Yeah, yeah, River yeah Sticks, totally you're, right. You're good. Yeah, yeah, Everybody, nobody's points. arguing yeah. points. Yeah, right, well, yeah but if you don't, you got to pat him on the back, Mo. I'm, I'm just saying. Points. points. Okay, points. <laughs> Christ. <laughs> Everyone have a snack, okay? It's snack time. All right, I'm taking some uh, Advil or <laughs> don't something. Don't take any more pills, all right, please? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, you, yeah, talk about we're going to have a special a special Wednesday show for you. Yeah, exactly. When are you going to get off the goofballs? Stop it. These are, that was a acetaminophen. Yeah, that's what everybody says. Nifin. Yeah, these are uppers. Mm-hmm. It's cool. No, it's yeah. vitamin C. No, no, no. No, that's what this is. This is calcium. Yeah, this is okay. fish oil. And this is a multi <laughs> multivitamin. Mm-hmm. That's what they tell you? No, that's. I took it out of the bottle myself. Just tell everyone it's fish oil, Fish man. oil, dude. Yeah. All right, fine. Oh, that stuff smells too. Gives you That's bad fish oil. You no, got that you, right. You belch yeah. it up. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Blah, 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 it smells blah, like blah. a mackerel. <laughs> cat food. It smells. It smells like cat food must taste. Yeah, just saying. <laughs> Jim, the uh, when you think about security when it comes to travel, yeah, uh, most people think of airplane security, which you know is pretty extensive. What you have to go through TSA in most cases. In most <laughs> cases, I know uh, some airports are choosing to privatize. What could go wrong there? Um, but however, TSA also works with Amtrak. They have partnered and they have, have some new technology to help. And they're working on this new technology, mm-hmm. uh, but to detect bomb vests, suicide vests and pipe bombs. Oh. True story. What it's looking for is something that is going to block the normal emissions from a, a body. Uh, something that would be, you know, maybe solid, something like a, a pipe bomb. Yeah, I think they got more problems with engineers and the track system than they do from terrorists. Well, if they could put that uh, hey, no. that safe <laughs> that what is it the safety thing? I forget what it's called. The initials for that the safety program, where the basically they can the computers where the trains talk to each other. Yeah, I think my wife no is about ready to get into one. a fight in Publix. What's that what? called? What? What? <laughs> oh. I lost Jim. He's busy now. No, making a grocery list. What are you doing? Some old man rammed her with the with his cart. Oh, Oh, fight him in the deli section. Oh yeah, that happens. I said, ram him back. The chicken tender pub subs are on sale. That's why. Mm. Ah. Mm. Rarely does she use language like. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Excuse me. Did you mean to hit me, sir? No, I don't think she was that genteel. Mm. Hey, look out, you old goat. What she says to me all the time. Oh, look out, yo. Oh, that's not nice. That's funny. The TSA so. Amtrak, they're partnering on this uh, new uh, 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 technology that can flag objects that block a person's natural body emissions. But it sits here and you just kind of walk by. You don't have to walk through and, and remove things from your carry-ons. It's not that type of a security checkpoint. So you know, it's not about getting in yourself. It's one passive. You, you pass right by. Interesting. Oh. Yeah. Huh. So next time you guys take the train, when's the last time you were on a train, Jim? Sunrail for you? That's Sunrail. good. Sunrail. Yeah, you and Maxwell. I liked it. It was fun. It was kind of, yeah, it was just kind of relaxing. No chicken though, huh? No food on there. Isn't no, that the- we got chicken after the uh, after the train ride. We went to that uh, place over in Winter Park. Oh, talk about stuffed. 
couple years ago, I went to see uh, Orlando City play at Yankee Stadium, rode the subway there. Before that, might have been Italy when I took the bullet train. Italy. Italy. Uh-huh. That was a fun trip. That's when you stayed in the travel trailer. Or whatever. No, no, no. no that, that was England. England. Oh, that, that was England, England back oh, in 2001. Caravan. It's a caravan, Mo. Well, what they I call, call it over the, across the pond. But it's a trailer. It's like a little trailer. Yeah, it's what we, you know. We would call it a trailer. Caravan. Okay. Hello. Smashing, don't you Hello, see? it's a travel trailer. We should be taking the caravan this weekend over mm. to Bristol. Perhaps Black Country. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> no. Short drive to Blackpool. You know what I'm saying? I Yesterday. remember. I remember. My daughter was two and a half at the time, and they they in England, all of England dubbed her the Viper. What? Uh, my daughter. Why? She was two and a half at the time. Biting people. Mean as a snake. Oh. oh. Yeah, the jet lag on the way there never Crying recovered like crazy. from it. Yeah. Never recovered from it. Two and a half, and she's what uh, nineteen now. So. <laughs> and we're still holding that <laughs> yeah. over her head, are we? Yeah, the yeah. Viper. And you had to get nappies there. Yeah. Yeah. Man. And, and you can't eat the it. food blows. No, come on. No, he didn't, didn't go anywhere. I mean, he should have gone, gone on the Wimbledon, bike, gone to the train didn't. station, no. and gone someplace. Chips for, for every meal. I had chips oh, for every meal. That's French fries. Mm. You know, like French the best fries? food I've ever had, I had in England. Uh huh. Indian food. Indian food's superb. Superb. Oh, well, if you like Indian food, I'm sure you must Jack have enjoyed it. Jack doesn't like anything. He doesn't want to try. Don't ask Mikey. He hates everything. Yeah, well, don't ask Jackie. He hates everything. No butter chicken for you. Nope. Clotted cream. Did you mm-hmm. finally finish that lasagna? I am so over yeah. lasagna. <laughs> I am so. Yeah. I'm so over that. All right. Ugh. Don't ugh it. It's not nice. My food, my lasagna. Oh, well, I can you could ugh your own food, want. I guess. Yeah. But thanks for sharing. There was talk of that in the elevator leaving yesterday. I think I'll bring in. I only have a couple pieces I, I, left. I did think about it, but I'm so over it. I couldn't even. I couldn't even think about it away. carrying it. I couldn't no, even still do anything for. I couldn't do. I couldn't manage to carry it to do something nice for uh, you. No, guys. I was just so sick of it. I didn't even. I don't want to be around it. I don't want to smell it. I don't, you you could have put it in a Tupperware. I don't even. I'm so sick of it. I don't want to see you eating it. I don't want to see you enjoying anything. Forget it. <laughs> you know who loves lasagna? Who? LeBron James. How do you know? Um, because I'm making it up. Okay, good. However, you know what he's not a fan of? What? The NCAA. Why? I'm not a fan of the NCAA. Uh, I love watching March Madness. I think that's that's incredible. I'm yeah. not a fan of how they. How the kids don't uh, don't benefit from none of this? Well, he is one who went right from high school into right. the NBA, right. and now they have a one and done rule where they 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 have to play at least a year in college. And so, but uh, th- th- really, there's an argument that says that uh, an argument uh, and aside to it that says that the NBA needs to create uh, their own minor league system like a farm you have, system yeah. yeah a farm system mm-hmm. like you have in baseball and hockey so players who want to go through you don't have to go to college to get to the nba because they uh, and many are accusing the ncaa and you, you know that title of student athlete of just taking advantage <laughs> of these students right. in this multi-billion dollar yeah, right. industry Ridiculous. here's a little more from the uh, cleveland cavalier star lebron james lebron james. i know as the nba we have to figure out a way that we can um Sure up our farm league and, and, and if kids um, you know feel like they don't want to be a part of that NCA program thing then we have something here for them to, to be able to jump back on and not have to worry about going overseas all the time I guess and there is a rule I don't know if, if you guys were aware of this but in the NBA even if you are not at a basketball court mm. 
if you're doing an interview, they have to they have to put a dribbling basketball sound behind you. As the NBA, we have to figure out a way that we I'm can, not buying uh, listen, that. Yep. Sure, the shoes, farm the sneaker slide. Yeah, kids, listen up. Um, you know, feel like they don't want to be. A- that interview was actually done in his car, but they had to put these <laughs> part of that. Oh, there it is. Squeak. Program thing yeah. Yeah. There's a, a LeBron imp- in, uh, impersonator at UCF today. What? Really? Yeah, he goes, was it Pinkman? Didn't he charge into a, one of the classrooms and pretend oh, to be yeah. LeBron James? Did Whoa. that. Had a bag of, I don't know what it was. And you know how LeBron does that oh. fairy dust thing at was, the beginning of a game. Yeah. Oh, he yeah. did it in a building, I guess, full of students. Yeah, threw some powder in Damn. there. That's going to play Campbell well. Campbell Stops are trying to track him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's going to go over well. It was so, baby formula. Are they looking for a tall black man with a bag of baby food? I think it was a white guy. Yeah, it was so, just a guy wearing a LeBron jersey. Oh, I thought Speaking he was Speaking trying- of powder, what type of powder would you suspect if you are at a public gym? Baby powder. Cocaine. And it's on the floor in the men's locker room. Yeah, baby powder, gold bonds. Okay. I don't know. So if you have been going to Let's said first. If you have been going to said gym for one month and that baby powder is still on the carpeting in the men's locker room. Somebody doesn't vacuum. Would you bring that to anyone's attention? Yes. Yes. I noticed it today. It's still there. It's been a month, and there's just like this little clump of white powder just sitting right there on the floor. Like, by the, am I the only one who sees showers? This? Yeah, yeah, locker, the, room. The, yeah. Oh. locker, locker. Well, I'm sure somebody be was very careful with your with powder. athlete's foot. I mean, you know, you, you use those water showers. Shoes. Yeah, you got yeah, and you got to get shoes. some of that stuff to put in between your toes. That's think, the powder. I think that I'm, no, 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 that, you got to get some of that cream. Oh, no, I don't think you do. You don't keep it wet. Like tough actin, tenactin? No. <laughs> tenactin. Tenactin <laughs> no, no. works like a no. charm. You have to keep your feet dry. Don't cream it up until you have a problem. Are you saying cream wear shower up. shoes? Shower shoes, first of all. And if you get the funk, it need, you just dry your feet really well and use powder. And then if you get some kind of funkadelic stuff in your feet, then can you use cr- creamy stuff. But don't uh, start I, with I, creamy I, stuff. I, I, it's 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 a prophylactic. You put a little cream in there. Well, put condoms on them. Ugh, I'm, I'm not doing. I'm not jack. walking around the Y with prophylactic. condoms on my feet. It doesn't mean condom. Oh, a condom look. is a prophylactic. Oh, what? Oh, good God Almighty! Look, old condom toes is here again. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm the only one who showers at that gym. I've never seen. Well, it then other. how do you know the powder's not yours? Well, it was there when I signed up, oh. and it's still there today. You going over here, or where are you going? Uh, 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 north. You know. All right. The, um, um, parts north. New Jersey. Yeah. Right. Oh, that one. Isn't right? that right? Okay. I go to the New Jersey Y. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a bit of a drive, but it's I a know. great excuse to not don't. to work out. Oh. Honey, if I drive there now, I'll be late for work. <laughs> Can't work out today. I'll, Sorry. I'll stay fat. You lift this refrigerator. It's good for your muscles. We got it wholesale. Go pump your own gas. That's enough of that exercise for you. Hope Hicks! <laughs> uh, she's a big fat liar. Uh, not a big fat liar. She is a, a little white liar. Sorry, you're right. Yeah, and little white lies. Yeah, I, she I, a little white lies. She's kind of tame. Yeah, don't we all? She's not a, really. She's yes, admitted do. to lying for her boss, says her boss lies, but she refers to them as white lies. Little white lies. Outside of that, she didn't want to have uh, anything more to say to the uh, House Intelligence Committee. Uh, here is <laughs> California Representative. Adam Schiff, he's a Democrat. He's the uh, head of the minority mm-hmm. in there. Uh, yeah. So uh, here's what he had to say with uh, Hope Hicks sitting in the uh, committee yesterday. Initially, it was made clear to us uh, that the White House had given 
uh, Ms. Hicks the same instructions that were given to Steve Bannon, uh, and that is not to answer any questions pertaining to the transition or to her time in the administration, uh, and only to answer questions up until the end of the campaign. So using this executive privilege to say anything, you know, once, uh, you know, from inauguration day on, not going to share. So uh, the counter to that would be to subpoena. However, you need the committee to agree on a subpoena. And with a majority of Republicans on said committee, Mm -hmm. they voted not to. She can't claim executive privilege. Right. But she she no, she can't claim. Right. Right. This is a um, breathtakingly broad uh, claim of privilege that I don't think any court would sustain. Uh, and I think the White House knows that. Uh, this is not uh, executive privilege. This is executive stonewalling. Executive privilege can only be claimed by the White House itself. Uh-huh. Right. Now, we are hearing, I have my sources tell me, Jim, I am willing to bet you. I know yeah. you normally propose these. Yes. I will bet you Hope Hicks resigns from the White House within two weeks. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. Tell me more. Base why. Give me no, a, give me a reason. That. Don't tell him that. I'll give you one reason. Why, she's already resigned? I'm reading CNN says, Hope Hicks to resign from White House in coming weeks. Uh, No kidding. (laughs) Now the question is, what's what's going to happen with Jared Kushner? Because as we know, he's been downgraded from top secret clearance. I will bet you a dollar that that Kushner will be indicted by the special counsel. Wait, so he's got the clearance of a janitor now, right? Correct. Correct. Which is secret clearance, but they say, as long as you pass a criminal check... Everyone gets secret clearance. Secret. He's, very he's, he's no longer allowed into the White House situation he's room. He's on the level of the gardeners, of the landscapers, yeah, of the, the you know, right. of, you know, kitchen staff. Well, Jimmy, the uh, the the conversation about Jared Kushner losing his top secret security clearance did not get past the late night talk show host. Oh, here's the late night trio on that subject. You tell me who <laughs> well, said it best. What do you got? This afternoon, first son-in-law Jared Kushner was denied his security clearance and has lost access to top secret intelligence. What? I don't... What's wrong with you people? How will he fix the Middle East now? According to Politico, senior White House advisor Jared Kushner lost his top secret security clearance on Friday because, as it turns out, you have to be 18. The president's son-in-law and advisor, Jared Kushner, had his security clearance downgraded today. But this means that he won't have access to a lot of top-secret documents. So I guess now Trump and Kushner won't be reading the Daily Intelligence briefing. I'm going to give that to James Corden. Oh, really? Like Corden. Yeah. yeah. Okay, one. He's on the board. I didn't board. think any of them particularly good, but uh, I did Corden chuckle at Seth Myers about it because he looks, he looks very young. He doesn't look like he's 18. I thought uh, Colbert was weak. Yeah, agreed. Sad. Okay, let's uh, leave you with song. Jim, I know you like song. Oh, Tell sure. me who's singing this song. Sure. Oh, that's... Uh, what's me. her name? The one with the tattoos. <gasps> Help me. Go. Come on. Bring it home. White or black? Bring black. it home, Jim. Black. Black. Uh, uh, yeah. Who? Yes. Who? Is it Rihanna? No. Uh, I thought, yeah. I'll say Rihanna, but it's not Rihanna. No, it is. This is an unreleased song. It's a demo of the song. The song is called My Own Way. Okay. It's a robot. Uh, The producer who had it decided (laughs) to release it. This singer is no longer alive. That's Whitney Houston. No. 
Let's hear it again. Okay. I bet we now we know. Yes, Mo, it is Amy Winehouse. Okay. Amy Winehouse Four points. is her producer. That's double, triple points. Gil Kang. Yeah, that's but that double get, points. No, it's triple no, points. That's a triple. You get, Come on. Now wow. you get you get half the points for uh, giving yourself a point bonus. <laughs> However, <laughs> yeah, not after he said he's de- she's dead. Amy Winehouse is uh, uh, her producer found an unreleased uh, like demo Elliot. of the song "My Own Way." Yeah, and he decided it. to release it, and that's a clip. Here, it's, I like it. Yeah, it's Amy Winehouse. And that's your audio file today. I thought you did a splendid job. Thank you. You can, Jim. You can find me on Twitter at Yankee Jack. I'm also on the gram. Oh, the gram. Mm-hmm. That's the fact, Jack. That's the fact, Jack. I right, take a little break. Maybe Mo's got a little bit more news. Got nah. some other things to talk about as well. Phillips file on Real Radio 104.1. Check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Millennial pink lettuce is all the salad rage at the moment. Damn kids. Can't even eat regular lettuce. Back in my day we only had one type of lettuce. Green. Next, there are now high fashion plastic bags being sold for $600. Big Daddy is moving in on this trend. It'll be called Publix Chic. Finally, the moon is set to get its own mobile network that will include high definition streaming that can be sent down to Earth. Great. We can put a mobile network on the moon, but we can't take a goddamn phone call at a radio station. Headlines were brought to you by Filatowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. End transmission. You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Once again, thanks to Mr. X for joining us during the first hour of the Phillips File. As I said late last year and early this year, I'd like to focus a little bit of time each week, normally, uh, let's say Wednesdays, and focusing on the opiate and heroin crisis that we have in Central Florida, much like uh, many, many, many other parts of the United States. He is an addict. Uh, He told his story and his struggles, and it was... It was quite interesting, and it was a great interview, and I appreciate the time that he devoted to try to focus on some of the things that are going on with this uh, with this kind of stuff. So we'll try every Wednesday to focus a little bit of time, try to get some stats. There aren't a lot of stats out there about, um, we know we have a problem, mm-hmm. and uh, but I'm not quite sure if we know the extent of the problem here in Metro Orlando and Central Florida. So anyway, we'll work on that. Hope Hicks, who is the Director of Communications for the White House, she's announced she's uh, resigning within two weeks. She's out of there. Bye-bye. And uh, I'm still trying to figure out why. What is she doing? Is she just running away from trouble? Just might be tired. Is she going to get in trouble? No, I think there's something else. I don't know. I don't want to deal with this anymore. It's too much of a pain in the ass. You know, it's It's too much stress. It's true. And uh, just doesn't want to be part of it anymore. Maybe you're right. Maybe she's got something. She needs more time to spend with her defense attorneys before she gets indicted. Well, Manafort. Kushner's they- getting indicted. I'll, do I have a bet on that with anybody? 
Yeah. Pinkman. You do. think it expired, didn't it? What? Uh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, it you did? had to pay out because it wasn't indicted by Valentine's. You didn't Valentine's roll it over. Day. It was Valentine's. Yep. Don't I have a bet that he'll move back to New York with Ivanka before what? Easter? Cush and Ivanka ah, moving back to that. New York City by they're Easter. They're moving back. I've just got the time frame wrong. Yeah, they're not. You know that. Yeah, he's we'll got nothing, I don't know that. He's got nothing to do. Was he going to cut the White House lawn? Why not? Maybe he likes doing that. Have you seen him? Yeah, maybe. I bet he never cut the lawn in his life. Maybe. Oh, no, 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 no. Maybe he's like, gosh darn it, it's time for me to be a man and cut this lawn. Nope. <laughs> uh, nope. He's old Michael. No, that bar He's never, never done any manual labor in his life. Kushner? No. Yeah. No, he was a rich Thinking kid. Thinking how to use a hammer. Rich. Yeah. No. Think sorry. if he had a, a piece of two by four <laughs> and a nail and a regular claw hammer and said, mm-hmm. nail this nail this uh, into that board. You think he could do it? Not without hitting his thumb first. No, <laughs> I think don't. Think he could drive that nail? Yes. I don't. Straight? No, sir. Yes. In three, three whacks of the One, hammer? One, two, three. Yes, nope. I think so. Jim, you owe me a dollar. What? Right, what I do now. Hope Hicks is resigning. <laughs> Today? Yeah, she's already on the big board of people who leave the White House. She's out. Okay, good. It's more people than in the opening uh, of the Brady Bunch show. Awesome. He's going to take her place. It's going to be, uh, what's her name? Oh, yeah, the one with no shoes. Um, Sarah, Sarah Huckabee. Sarah Huckabee, yep. Sarah The problem Huckabee, is when people leave the White House, they have a very difficult time finding any replacements because nobody wants to be caught in no, caught in that mess. Because before you know it, you're subpoenaed, and then you got to hire a lawyer at three, four hundred dollars an hour. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants any part of that. Nope. Uh, Jim, in maybe the news, the mooch, maybe he'll oh, back. Oh, the mooch. He's not going back. He was. What was he in? Eleven days. He had a job for four yeah, minutes. But, yeah, but he was a gift that kept on giving. He, was, he <laughs> he still. I it was like having. Yeah. It was having like a second Donald Trump His in the administration. Just vomits yeah, out it's words. Like, oh, who knows yeah. what he's gonna say? He's you just words. sit back and get some popcorn. The mooch. Yeah. The what other mooch. news do you have, Mo? Yeah. Well, I will tell you. Today is February twenty eighth, and it is a National Chocolate Souffle Day. It's also mm. National mm. Chili Day. Mm-hmm. Chili, you know, like board. a big pot of chili. I do, and yeah. the weather's right for it. Uh huh. It's going to be chilly this weekend, so you might make chili for yeah. chilly weekend. Yeah, uh, chilly out. Do you do right. chili with beans or sans beans? With beans. With always with beans. With. Yeah, with. All right. right in here. other oh. in other news, what? I, I had a news story that I, I don't think we discussed. Did you see at the uh, movie theater that there was a a shooting? What movie theater? In Altamont? No. Outside the theater. Outside the theater. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was where I chased the guy out with the Stop backpack. Stop it with the, oh, the satchel. You're yeah. so brave. The one week prior, I was chasing was the same someone guy? out. Of, I don't you know if it was the same guy. He was. You were following him. The same thing. No, it's not the same thing. I think he looked back <laughs> and he <laughs> saw someone on his tail. And, he and that's why he kept going. Uh-huh. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, anyway, it was a, a, a like a Craigslist cell phone deal. Oh, yeah. And they tried to, uh, a guy and a girl tried to rob this guy and his girl right. of the cell phone, but the guy didn't only bring a cell phone to sell, he what also brought his handgun, and he shot like five times at him. I don't know if they ever got him. In Altamont? Yeah. yeah. The guy used the gun to try to steal the cell phone? Yeah. No. He the just guy, tried to steal the cell phone. Yes. The guy with the cell phone brought the gun for his own security Perfect. and ended up shooting the guy trying to steal his phone, who then drove away. But what they they cleared out the movie theater as well, and people were all freaked out, hiding in the bushes, and it was it was pretty. Uh, well, yeah, gunshots scene. fired in the city, right there yeah. by the mall. 
I mean, it's, you know. That was the night I decided to go to Oviedo to the movies instead. <laughs> Take Regal over Is AMC. Oviedo Mall still open? Yes. It's got a movie theater, Jim, and a lot of camo kiosks. Yeah, but I mean the mall. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. God. Well, it's gone the that way was fashion never square. Right here. No. That, that Oviedo Mall, that, that never took off. Now, there was a, it was better than it was now, but uh, they have, um, you know, the kiosk to get your uh, cell phone case, uh, want sunglasses, and then there's one, it, it looks like uh, the Duck Dynasty boys threw up in. It's just, <laughs> you know, cabo and right. guns, uh, you know, gun loving stuff everywhere. Uh-huh. Uh, I believe there is a sports memorabilia place in there, but... I think oh boy. I think uh, the main anchors are now gone. The movie theater is still the open. The movie though. theater, that is, that is the destination. For Belks, is it still there? No. <laughs> Belk Lindsay. No, they don't have Belks there, no. Well, excuse me. Yeah. But it's 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 my favorite place to go to the movie theater. I'm going to make a story or two there. Uh, the late Billy Graham was being honored uh, by Washington. Uh, he's laying in state at the Capitol today uh, for about 24 hours. There was a memorial service earlier Open this afternoon. I don't know. They called. Uh, Trump was speaking. He called Billy Graham's life extraordinary, which, of course, it was. Yeah. Uh, the Reverend Graham carried a message of compassion around the world. Mitch McConnell got to speak, saying that uh, Billy Graham was America's pastor. Son is a chucklehead. Franklin is really, he seems. The whole a, family is. Uh, he seems I, a I'm bit not, racist. I don't know. Well, there's dis, uh, uh, discord. Uh, disc, yeah, there is discord in the family. Oh, I can't okay. remember how many children he had, but nieces and they. Nobody, daughter who's nobody's getting along. Too. Yeah, yeah. She's um, not crazy about uh, Franklin. I did hear that interview. Yeah, Franklin was like, "Did you pay any attention to your father?" Yeah. No. Mm-mm. I know what your father say. I mean, you know, you know what's so, coming out of your mouth. He was so welcoming and divert. You know, was embraced diversity. This Franklin, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. Doesn't want any part of that diversity thing. The U.S. Supreme yeah, Court. Yeah, he really embraced the Jews back in the seventies. No, he? he was anti-Semitic. No, yeah, well, made some yeah. comments, but he did rescind. I think he did. He saw the error of his ways. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. The U.S. Supreme Court, Jim, will hear arguments on a ban of wearing political attire at voting booths. You know, uh, any type of clothing containing political messages are right now not allowed at polling places. You know, yeah. the poll workers can't wear, you right. know. Have a certain distance, right. right. Make yeah. America great stuff. The state of, Nagger. this is a Minnesota case. The state of Minnesota claims <laughs> the rule ensures voters are making their choices in a political free environment. However, those opposing it say, it's my constitutional right to free speech. Lower courts have already upheld the law as an acceptable way to reduce friction between voters. But oh, it's please. now at the Florida Supreme Court. Well, it's I mean, a way the of, U.S. Supreme Court. It can be considered a way of campaigning, and voting places yeah. have a restriction of campaigning with yeah. this, a certain distance of the polls. But why? So if you're campaigning something on your shirt, because yeah. they, well, they, re- they said I, at some point it has to stop. I understand yeah. the law, but why? Why, why should there be a law? Why shouldn't you be able to walk into the voting booth with, uh, I like Ike, button on your, or whatever it is? Yeah, you can walk in with it. I but tend well, to agree. It's a, it's a violation of your, I don't think a poll worker should wear anything. Well, that's what this is about, poll workers. Poll workers wearing something? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, oh, I would Oh, I would agree with yeah. that, but I mean, as a citizen, <laughs> you have every right to walk in there, don't could you? Could I walk with in a, there with, you know, Jack Bradshaw for Soil and Water mm-hmm. Conservation LBJ Board? LBJ all the way? Sure. Come on. Thank you, Mo. I'm just saying. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio what? 104.1. Your chance to win a trip for two to Los Angeles for the iHeartRadio Music Awards is just a few minutes away on Real Radio 104.1.
Big news this afternoon out of Washington, at least Hope Hicks, who's the director of communications for the White House. She is resigning. Get out of there. Another one bites the dust. That list it's is dozens like rats now, from right? a sinking ship. It's like the president, President Trump, is like a square peg, trying to, and the presidency is like a round hole. All the people trying to fit that square peg into the round hole are becoming the collateral damage of this administration. Some like, Republican lawmakers today, though, they're uh, they're afraid of the NRA. So stop being afraid of the NRA, which you know, I'll, I'll give him a couple of points there. And yeah. I, you know Good what I like him. when he does do these uh, <clears throat> sessions with lawmakers, and they it's on live TV. I actually, I wanted to hear what they were saying. Our own Stephanie Murphy had had a chance mm-hmm. to speak to him to, there as well. The thing is, I heard Dick Durbin or one of the oh wait bef- before Moira say, says anything. Oh, oh. Go ahead, Mo. <laughs> uh, yeah, Senator Dick Durbin of Illinois said, you know, we go there, we hear him, we say, good for you, buddy. This is what we should do when it comes to fill in the blank, you know, policy. And then two days later, it's altogether different. Well, we'll see what happens. Maybe it won't be different this uh, time. But you got to give him the, you know, the pat on the back. Of I will. I mean, good for him. If he's standing up to, you know, these uh, rank and file Republican lawmakers and saying, hey, what's your problem? You're afraid of the NRA. Yeah. You, you know, stand up to him. You know, fight him. Right. You know, the president, for that fact of the matter, has been a lifelong. He was a lifelong Democrat who called for a ban on assault weapons or assault type rifles. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's his, people. Yeah. F- people forget that, of course. Yeah, I think maybe <clears throat> he does, too. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Happens. Mm-hmm. Get older, forget things. He does get a little. Where are you again? I forget stuff. Stop all the time. it. I, um, I, I decided I need to keep a journal. So because, let me tell you why. Why? Like, why, why now? Uh, why now? Well, because stuff, times when I've written stuff <clears throat> down, yes. I have, you know, a better recollection of what happened in those events. When I don't, it's just like one hazy fog. You yeah. know, it's like, I think I remember doing that. I Yeah, I, I've been there or I think so. I, my memory, eh, not so good. I found... My dad's World War II journal. Cool. Nice. And it has, uh, you know, it talks about all the, you know, uh, where he was stationed Uh and and certain things he's doing. When he went for cursive writing, oh, it's a lot harder to kind of dissect. But when, you know, the printing, I'm having a lot easier time reading it. But, I mean, this was written in 1942, 43, 44. He was in World War II. I mean, he had things That's to cool. write down. Yeah, yeah. What are you going to write oh. down? <laughs> oh, he's saying you have nothing to say. Jack. I would have I got it's two like, slices okay. of pizza, but the, you know, and you know, uh, then I came back and I had a review, uh, you know, what music to play over the weekends. I'm not to talk about keeping a journal to be able to sell. Ah, you as need my, a Franklin plan. I'm not talking about a journal to sell as my memoir. This is for my own personal recollection of the things that were important in my life and the experiences and the interpersonal relationships that I enjoy that I don't remember as clearly as I would like. Oh, your father's all over the place, you know. He's, uh, what was he? A, wasn't he a fighter pilot mechanic or was he, he a bombardier? He, what was he? My dad was an, um, excuse me, I'm losing my voice. Um, he was an airplane mechanic in I, the Army see, Air Corps. even Corps. I remember that. How come Jack can't remember? It's his father's story. Oh, boy. What are you talking about? I can remember. I'm just choking here. 
He's getting emotional. Yeah. That's cool, though. I found my, my my brother passed away. They had a basket full of stuff. and said, just take it. And it's just chock full of photographs, a lot of photographs of my mother back when she was, you know, 10 years old. And oh, I Oh, really? You know, with the bob haircut, you know, the whole thing. I think she was a tomboy. Really? Yeah. And she had a lot of photographs. Well, not a lot, but a few photographs of a, a of a girl. Photographs she, her no. sister, her friend? No, it wasn't her sister. I know her sister. Yeah, a friend. Her own friend? I might have. I never know. It's kind of lonely in Isla. Mm. Nothing to do there. In my dad's journal, I found some kraut money. Come on. Even I wouldn't call not, well, German money <laughs> or Nazi money? Jerry's. Yeah, is it Nazi Oi. money? I'd, uh, ooh, I don't know. It's got a swastika on it? It does Oi. not. It's got like the... the I don't know if it's an eagle, it's a, or maybe it's a falcon, a bird with the wings and a shield on it. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you got Nazi money. Two, two million mark. That's worth at least a dollar. Um, actually, I did look it up on eBay and unsold for a buck. Yeah. Nazi money. <laughs> yeah. Nazi. I knew it. You're all in goods. Let me tell you something, Mr. Heine Crowd. I fought your kind in the great. We kicked a living out of you. Over there, over there, send the word, send the word over there. You have a Luger or anything in there? That's a, yeah, that's yeah. a, that's a gun, yeah, right? Yeah, that's yeah, a Luger. Yeah, yeah. No Luger. Luger. No Luger. That'd be cool. It's a Nazi Luger. Toy. Yeah, he was yeah but there's no arguing their collectible guns. But he had some, uh, you know, the, I found, like, I knew what medals he had, and I had replicas made, and I put, got? The, I put those in the case yeah. on some of the medals. Got a bronze star? Uh, no. Purple heart? Uh, no Purple Heart, no, no. Um, there's mission medals. Yeah, yeah. Uh, because he was assigned to different bomber groups. You know, he was in Italy for part of it. Yeah, and, even yeah. I like to read that. Uh, that no. uh, journal. Journal. Yeah. So I don't want to read your journal. I know what you do every day. <laughs> no, you Just don't not, know. Oh, see, they got I'm a pretty not, good idea what he does. I'm not talking about writing a journal for you to read. It's for me to remember. It's like about writing a journal. Oh, I got stories. Watch the Today Show. Then I watched, uh, you know, Stephanie Rule on MSNBC. Then I went to work, applied my makeup. Uh huh. Then I, I did Pilates before I got here. So George just punched somebody and no, they climbed on the roof when he looked at the market. No. Mm-hmm. I take uh, I take a journal on a vacation, Jack, for just that reason, so that I can remember. Uh, sites that we saw, restaurant meals that we had, or you know the story of driving through the Irish countryside, or whatever it is. I yeah. that does help me remember and go back. It does. I mean, uh, I had uh, my one experience when I sit at the infield at, at Daytona for the Daytona weekend. I, it was just just such a great time. Like I think back, I understand. I, I remember going I t- to Daytona. But the details... You doesn't so, even know what happened. It was right. last week. You're like me with hobbies. At your age, you're not going to start a journal. It's not just not going to... Uh, don't let him talk out of it, Jack. You're, right? so, you're so supportive. No, don't I, just don't think it, I just don't think... It sounds like a good plan, and you'll go for a couple of days, and then, yeah. Well, someone says, I already have one. It's called Facebook. Mm. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the journal of the future. And uh, someone else wondering how my dad... Uh, how I could be... Uh, have a dad who was in World War II... Uh, it's because I'm 50, but my mom was 41 when she had me, and my dad was older, just a couple yeah. of years. My dad was born in 1920. Well, when I tell people my grandfather on my mother's side was born in 1849, they go, wait a minute. How did that work? 1849? <laughs> yeah. My grandfather. Yeah. Yeah, how did that work? Well, I know how it worked. <laughs> 
He had a kid when he was 65. That's right. Well, gets lonely in Isla. That's what I said. Uh, <laughs> Still going down that volcano in Hawaii? Biking down. Everybody going? No. Oh, yeah. What's up, locals? <laughs> Hello, brother. I was trying to convince uh, your husband to get on the bike and ride down the mountain. No, he won't do it. I forgot about that. He won't do it. Uh, there are four of us. We'll be at Maui for three to four days, and then we'll be on Kauai. So during when we're in Maui, we're yeah. going to go up to the very top for sunrise, and then they take you to the bottom of the National sure, Park, cool. and you go down to the sea. You know, and you go down. Well, he apparently was there probably 20 years ago, and it, he remembers it being foggy and steep and lots of cars, and he remembers it being like a ner- like nerve-wracking trip up and down in a regular vehicle. So he 20 said, years ago. I know. And now, I mean, he says, you know, going down a, a road, he thinks it's way too dangerous. So I'm going with my uh, new daughter-in-law. And the two of us are going down there. Oh, and that could be. I just, uh, you, you got to do it. You got to do it. You can't, you can't come know. back. You can't come back. And all of a sudden, you're sitting around. You're having a party or whatever. And so how was your trip to Hawaii? And Mo says, oh, my God, it was fantastic. One of the best things ever, ever was getting on that life. bike and riding down the road off the tip of that volcano. Yeah. What do you think about it, George? I didn't go. I, oh. I feel emasculated just listening to it. He won't go. It has nothing to do with masculinity. It just mm-hmm. He just thinks it's too dangerous it's too dangerous yeah he would be happy if we didn't go clearly he's never seen joe versus the volcano <laughs> oh, that's a good movie yeah. oh Tom you're Hanks gonna get best. off that bike on the bottom and he's gonna be sitting in the bus or the van or whatever van, he said that yeah. was absolutely fantastic you should have done you're gonna it. be kicking yourself in the ass for the rest of your life on that one it's the phillips file on real <laughs> radio 104.1 and now the phillips file presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody! We're all gonna get late! It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right! You've got that right! The game is closest to the pin! Let's go <laughs> while we're young! And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips! You gotta do a mo. You can't do anything about it. Eat no. eat I'm eating a cookie. Ooh, Get those little wafers. Yeah, Hello. I four cover a couple. No, I finished. That was what I did during the oh, break. How rude! I offered you a Cheeto. No, you didn't. I did too. No, you certainly <laughs> well, I did threw not. At you. you just didn't oh, pick it up. See. <laughs> All right, time for that regular round of closest to the pin. I'm playing against Dan Marcus, the backup. Let's see if I can rack up another win. Dan is your player. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, Mr. Pinkman, tell us about the prize. It's a pair of one-day passes to the Arnold Palmer Invitational presented by Mastercard, March twelfth through the eighteenth. This PGA Tour event is also Orlando's most social event, watched by millions of fans all over the world. This year, join Ricky Fowler, Rory McIlroy, Jason Day, and many more, and celebrate the tournament's fortieth year at Bay Hill. You can get your tickets now online at arnoldpalmerinvitational.com. Arnold. Arnold, yeah. It's a hard name. Not really. <laughs> Arnold. It would be awesome to have an Arnold Palmer Invitational-themed category to go with that. However, we do not. Instead, oh, thanks, there's something else happening this weekend that we must address. And so let's get Dan on board. Hello, Dan. Hi, Jake. How are you? I'm doing well. You ready to play? I'm ready. Ready when you are. You go to the <laughs> movies a lot? I love going to the movies a lot, yes. You ever watch the Oscars? Uh, yes, I do. Well, thanks to Mark Quinn, we have a category entitled 
And the Oscar goes to interesting facts about the Oscars, which happened this Sunday. Are you Sunday. ready to play, Dan? I'm ready, Jack. All right, buddy. Here we go. In three, two, one. Willem Dafoe is nominated for Supporting Actor in The Florida Project. Believe it or not, he has not yet won an Oscar. What year was his first nomination for Platoon? Platoon was in uh, 95. John Williams is nominated again for the score of Star Wars The Last Jedi. How many nominations in total does this make for John Williams? Twelve. Oscar is slowly more inclusive. Greta Gerwig is the fifth woman ever nominated for Best Director Award for Lady Bird. Catherine Bigelow won the award for The Hurt Locker. What year did Hurt Locker debut? 2014. And Best Picture is The Mistake Last Year actually happened once before when Sammy Davis Jr. was a presenter for Best Movie Score. What year was that? 1956. Bob Hope holds the record for most times hosting at 19. Billy Crystal comes in second. How many times is Billy hosted? 15. Time. That's right. Jimmy Kimmel is the host this year. Going to put you on hold, Dan. Going to bring Jim back in. Oh, boy. His shot. Record Dan's time. (laughs) 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 Thanks to Mark Quinn for the category. Thanks, Mark. I enjoy watching this program on Sunday evenings. Yeah, the Phillips file on TV. Phillips file on TV. You actually can do that, you know. What? How? What's that? Uh, you can watch the Phillips file on TV because you have it on your iHeartRadio app. And like the Chromecast that I got you guys yeah. for uh, yeah, yeah. the holidays many years ago, which I don't think probably ever came out of the boxes. No, you I You can didn't. actually uh, transmit it to the TV and then whatever images are on your phone are on your TV. But you hear what we're broadcasting on the iHeartRadio app. Oh, and my for God. me, it's the Phillips file okay. on TV. Cool. I can take us with me wherever I go. I'm going to go now. Okay. But I'm taking you with me. Bye-bye. All right. Jim, your category submitted by Mark Quinn, and the Oscar goes to. Interesting facts about the Oscars. You know they are this Sunday. Yeah. Here's your chance to answer five questions about it. Okay. Ready to go? Sure. Reset the clock for you and begin in three, two, one. Willem Dafoe is nominated for Supporting Actor in the Florida Project. Believe it or not, he has not yet won an Oscar. What year was his first nomination for Platoon? 1986. John Williams is nominated again for the score of Star Wars, The Last Jedi. Mm -hmm. How many nominations in total does this make for John Williams? 17. Oscar is slowly more inclusive. Greta Gerwig is the fifth woman ever nominated for Best Director Award for Lady Bird. Catherine Bigelow won the award for The Hurt Locker. What year did Hurt Locker debut? 2012. And best picture is The Mistake. Last year actually happened once before when Sammy Davis Jr. was a presenter for Best Movie Score. Mm -hmm. What year was that? 1974. Bob Hope holds the record for most times hosting at 19. Billy Crystal comes in second. How many times has Billy hosted? Eight. Time. All right, Jim, have your time. We have Dan, and we only have a couple minutes, so are you ready to grade this? Sure, go ahead. Let's do it. Thanks again to Mark Quinn for the category. Willem Dafoe, I ran into him in the road. Uh, uh, Oh, yeah, we were hanging out in L.A. Yeah. 
Uh, anyway, what year for Platoon was he nominated? So his first nomination was for pl- Platoon, and what year? Dan said? 95. Jim said? 86. On the money, 1986. Double points for Jim. Yeah. John Williams, we got to uh, see him uh, conduct the orchestra outside of the Harry Potter exhibit mm-hmm. because he also did the score uh, for those movies as well. That's Star Wars. How many total Academy Award nominations for John Williams? The composer, Dan said. 12. Jim? 17. Yeah, guys. 51. Yeah, Ooh. close. Yeah. <laughs> Jim, you still get a point. All right. Greta Gerwig uh, is nominated for Lady Bird for Best Director. Catherine, Catherine Bigelow mm-hmm. won the award for Hurt Locker and beat her ex-husband. Uh, you know, the guy with the movie, the James Avatar Cameron. movie, James Cameron. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Mo. Uh-huh. The Spider movie. Which? Hurt Locker. Hurt Locker. Oh, Good I movie. See. Yeah, when did it come out? Dan said. 14. Jim. 12. 2009, Jim gets a point. It's for nothing. Ah, you can't win. They really screwed up the Best Picture Award yeah, at the, la- and the last year's ceremony. I'm sure it will not happen again, but it was not the first time a mix-up happened. Sammy Davis Jr. kind of got caught with the wrong answer Not for bad. the best movie score. What year was that? He was given the wrong envelope. What year? Uh, and let's see. Dan said. 56. And Jim. 74. 64. That means Dan is on the board. Damn. Yeah, it's 4-1. to one. Oh, here we go. Bob Hope, 19 times host. Billy Crystal comes in second. How many times? Dan said. 15. Regular, ladies and gentlemen. Jim. Eight. Nine. Jim gets a point. Jim wins, wins five. Oh, one. sorry, Dan. You got select. Uh, Mark, you pick up the prize. And... I'm the champion. I am the greatest. I will whoop them. I can't lose. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. I win. Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? I have my stride again now in this damn thing. Yeah, I'm going to take a trophy again. <laughs> All right, we got plenty of things to do. We're going to talk to Scott Maxwell in a couple of minutes. He writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. First things first, though, let's get an update on news on current events. We switch over to Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A $20 teapot ended up being sold for $800,000 after someone discovered it was a pre-revolutionary war teapot. I'm a little teapot short and stout. I just got paid enough to buy a brand new house. Next. The city of Montclair in Southern California has banned texting while walking. That's like so uncool like how am I even supposed to walk now? Gag me with a spoon. Finally, Pennsylvania police have arrested a man for stealing a pot of meatballs. They caught him because he had sauce all over himself. I'd say he was caught, red sauce handed. Headlines were brought to you by RealRadio.fm. Go there to check out the Phillips File Pinkman and Fritz blogs. And transmission. Coming up next on this Wednesday edition of The Phillips File, a conversation with Scott Maxwell. From... Oh, yeah. Phillips File for a Wednesday. Every Wednesday at this time, we talk with Scott Maxwell. Who's Mr. Maxwell? He writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel. And every Wednesday, we talk about what he's writing about, what he's thinking about. Without further ado, please welcome Scott Maxwell. Back to the program. Hello, Mr. Maxwell. Good afternoon, Jim. How are you guys doing today? Doing very well. How about you? <laughs> I am doing well. I was uh, I just uh, was opening up an email from the House Speaker's office uh, that began with, uh, let's see, damn, that was a swift kick in the nuts. 
What now? Who? What? Do what now? What's happening? I think they just read my column. Oh. Uh, yeah. Well, your column is about what? Essentially, are they doing anything in Tallahassee? I mean, normally they generally don't, but I mean, this time around, it doesn't seem like they're getting anything done. No, God. I mean, nothing other than this Parkland, and that's going to be more pomp and circumstance than anything else in my estimation. Because one of the things they're talking about is they talk about more money for mental, mental health. Let's just pick that oh, one, as yeah, a, okay. for example. Well, amen. I mean, this is – hey, welcome to the freaking party. Some of us have been talking all about this long before you know 17 bodies were slaughtered in the school that we were ranked mm-hmm. 48th or 49th. But uh, just all this talk about we're going to do money, it doesn't mean squat to me. I want to see the numbers. You know, uh, and uh, I, I haven't seen the numbers that show how much more money you're going to get for that. So there are things you could do on uh, gun control. It's, it's a multifaceted effort. I think there are things you could do, things that you've talked about, things that I've talked about. The really basic ones that virtually everyone agrees on are universal background checks. Uh, like 90, that's something like 80, 90 percent support from Republicans, Democrats, NRA members even, or, and uh, high-capacity magazines. But they're not going to do any of that stuff. All right, let me, let me go through the list. Will the legislature raise the age limit for the purchase of uh, firearms to 21? Maybe so, yeah, 18 to 21. Well, I don't even think it's firearms. I think it's for those AR-15 type. I don't think it's all firearms. Yes, yes, there will be a a classification, one group of uh, weapons that the age will be raised. Oh, so you could go and buy a shotgun right off the rack, or I maybe think, a... I have to tell you, it keeps changing, but that's my understanding. Okay, yeah. all right. Because you, you can't get between, you know, that's the whole God-given, right. you know, Southern guy's right to go shoot things in the field. Well, then, NRA, Marion Hammer, who is the lobbyist for the NRA in Florida, she can't be happy over that. No, they don't, want any, they don't want any uh, give at all. And, 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 and on that front, it is a big deal. The way I tell people is what they are doing is absolutely minor. In the grand scheme of things, and yet also gigantic in the scheme uh, to the extent that they're doing anything. Because usually they just pee their pants when she tells them what to do. And they go, okay, okay Marion, don't, yeah. don't run anybody against me. And, and, and that's one of the things I uh, have in my column for tomorrow that I think people don't understand. I, I, I get a lot of emails. I've probably gotten, you know. 30 in the past week that say, you guys have to write how much money these folks get from the NRA. I don't. All right, they, they get some money, but I actually ran these numbers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Disney, for example, gives 10 times as much money as the NRA does. I have seen uh, years where the Walt Disney gives more money just to members of the Florida legislature than the NRA gives to all politicians in America. I mean, the amount of money the NRA gives is not much. The NRA's power comes from its threatened to challenge politicians, mainly Republicans, mm-hmm. in primaries if they cross them at all. And that means even even if they, uh, a Republican supports a, a something that people generally support, like universal background checks, they go and they tell them, if you support this, we will cream you. We will recruit another candidate to run against you in the primary. We will tell everybody you are anti-Second Amendment. They had a guy last year who voted for something really basic, like to kill the, the move to put uh, campuses, you know, uh, guns on campuses. And they said, we know you're out of the legislature. We will hunt you down for the rest of the time you ever try to do it for anything. And when this legislator tried to be a judge, they sabotaged his chance to be a judge. 
Well, you're right. It's not the amount of money that they no. pour into a campaign. It's the threat of finding a primary challenge, because you know as well as yeah. I do, and maybe most people don't, you know, these primary elections, the first time around, the voter turnout is very, very, very low. Right. You, can, you can grab somebody off the street and say yep. and, and tell your one-issue voters, NRA-type people, go vote for this yep. chucklehead, and they'll win the primary. And that's why incumbent politicians are so deathly afraid of this organization. That's that's exactly right, and their their voters are more loyal than other people. Right. And so, it, it, even if you you say something like they they put out a, a wackadoo uh, bill like like Docs and Glocks, this this is a bill that everybody in their right freaking mind knew was nutty, knew was unconstitutional. You tried to tell doctors that even if a patient walks in and says, "Hey, Doc, I want to have a conversation with you about fire, firearm safety," they wanted to make it a crime. So they all vote for something like that. Why? Because if they don't, they know that Marion Hammer is going to find somebody else to run against them, and they're going to run ads that say, and, and this is actually how the ads run, they say, when you're uh, asleep in your house late at night and your wife and children uh, are being threatened, what? Representative Joe Blow doesn't want you to have a firearm anymore right. to protect yourself. And then the NRA members get out there. So, so there's three people. Why does this work? Because A, uh, NRA members support it. They, some, uh, some of them will call up and say, I don't agree with everything they do. Well, you write the damn check, don't you? You right. still let you put your name on the roster, so you, you're absolutely complicit in that kind of thing. So you got NRA members, you got their voters who are really good at getting out there, and you have a whole legislature full of politicians who care more about being in office than doing the right thing. Uh, so th- that those things keep happening. Think anything's about to change. I mean, there is... You know, I, I talked about this yesterday, political science. I can't remember the entire term, but it's the, like the, uh, it's called uh, regime change cascading. And what it means is, you know, sometimes there is a cultural movement that you know, where the seed is planted and it takes off where people who may have been reluctant to take part in something, even though they believe in the cause, as they see more and more people taking part, they're less like they're, they're more likely to take part in themselves. And it has a cascading effect. I'm just wondering whether the parkland shooting has a lot. I don't mean this disrespectfully, but has a life of its own where it will grow maybe in the state of Florida where something will be done, or you think it's a flash in the pan? I'm not sure. You know me. I, I'm so quick to be cynical about this stuff because we've had so many things that, that you might one might consider landmark or ground-shifting mm-hmm. things, and they simply aren't. Uh, but I do sense something a little different to the extent that I was actually thinking about writing something. I, for Sunday, I, I sense that legislators are nervous. Uh, because there are there is a new generation, and they are not just screaming from their classrooms. They're not just tweeting or putting up Instagrams and Snapchats. Snapchats. They have trekked to Tallahassee, and what they are seeing is once you watch these people in action, mm-hmm. it's gross. They're mm-hmm. gross people that do gross things. And I think if you are starting to, uh, to learn, you look at what they're doing. It's not just NRA things. You, you start to see that they're they don't take take care of disabled people. That they they shaft the environment. And I think they are getting nervous that there's a whole new bunch of people who are starting to actually pay attention to what they do. And if you watch what people in Tallahassee do, you can't help but get pissed off. It comes back to the whole thing you've said a million times, Jim. If you're not pissed off, you're paying attention, and people are starting to pay attention. Yeah, I just wonder, because you see a certain shift in the corporate culture where corporate America is taking sides in, in, in things of a social nature uh whether it's the me too movement uh and some and some other things as well i'm just wondering you know whether it's dick sporting goods and and other organizations corporations you know take a stand on this 
and I relate this to what's happened in Georgia when it comes to uh, when it comes to was it Delta? And Delta, you know, the land is the is the hub for Delta, and they have I think a candidate for governor who says, look. Uh, Delta has taken a stand and severed its relationship with the NRA. And as long as they do that, we're going to fight them and say, you're not getting your $50 million uh, tax uh, break on, on jet fuel. And uh, I'm just wondering whether, you know, corporations take a look at the, you know, Delta could say, well, screw you. You know, we'll move to Charlotte or Nashville. It's not that easy. No, it's not that easy, but you can still make that threat. Because Delta Delta employs a lot of people at Hartsfield in Atlanta, International yeah. Airport in Atlanta. You could come back at this at this squirrel and say, "Oh, you want to do that fight? You want to you want us to say how many jobs would be lost?" All you have to do is have is Delta to say, "You know, we just got called by Charlotte. You know, it's interesting. They're a little mm-hmm. bit interested in us uh, moving the hub." I mean, this, these kind of things do work, and I'm wondering whether corporate America looking Florida would say. Yeah, we'll move there or won't move there, depending on how the governor and the legislature operate in relation to this particular issue. I do think we're seeing some sort of corporate seed uh, change, sea change, and that, as you mentioned, Dix was interesting. Yeah. And uh, if I understand it correctly, Dix did a similar move after a previous shooting, and it was temporary. Uh, they said basically in respect for what's going on. I can't even remember which shooting it was. I don't think it was in Vegas. I don't think it was pre- prior to that. They said we're going to stop selling the you know assault weapon, the AR-15 type things, and then they went back. This time they're saying no, this this is over, and and if it costs us money, it's okay. But we that's fine. We're we're not going to be a part of this anymore. I still think they look at the bottom lines, and they've decided that that's not going to cost them that much. I also think that if I understand this protest, what you're talking about in Georgia correctly, yeah. if you boil it down, I don't. I think. This one's going to backfire because think about what they're fussing about. What Delta did, if I understand, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, is they said your your, no, your group no longer getting a discount. That's correct. what they that did. Uh huh. That, that is it. That's it. Yeah, that's it's a discount. The mad over that you're, you're not getting a 15 percent on your coach flight to Albuquerque. That's I got to tell you, I think you picked them. Picking battles is important, and I think they're picking the wrong ones to go to the mat over. If that's it, I, I, I do think the lobbyists for Delta would would meet with this candidate or somebody behind closed doors and say, "You really want to? You really want to have a fight over this?" I mean, for, uh, you know, all we have right. to do, all we have to do is send out the word, whether it's real or not, that other cities are interested because of this kerfuffle. Uh, they're interested in Delta moving their hub to someplace else, and you will get a rise out of people in Atlanta and the suburbs who count on that Delta job, who count on that job at Hartsfield International Airport. Well, that's and, right. If you told the NRA, if the NRA told people that Delta was banning NRA members for getting on their flight, okay, people get worked up. But if you're if you're trying to get people to hey we're we're gonna march on Delta because because why again because they're gonna get a fifteen percent discount I don't get I'm gonna go get in line for it I just don't you you better pick a different one in all right hey talk to you about Mister Rogers had a column on Mister Rogers who yeah, was uh, if, Rollins College graduate pardon me was I into him no no did you ever run into him around town he was in Winter Park up not too far from where no you guys are. I no I. I, I you know, no, I I wasn't tied into Mr. Rogers. I don't have kids, and I was too busy marching in the streets to pay any attention to Mr. Rogers. Oh, I can I can see that. Yeah, no, he was uh, as you may know went to uh, Rollins. Yeah. I believe it was a, a music major, and uh, had basically ran a kids program for about uh, fifty years. I I grew up watching it along with it. I bet Jack did. Right, I did. Jack? Matter of fact, my sisters were worried I was going to turn out gay because I watched so much of it. (laughs) I'm not not sure that was the message in uh, that program. Probably not. 
No, but uh, he he did seem like a little light in the loafers, but he took them off every day and put on his tennis shoes. But he was not. He was a married guy. But but one of the things that I think I, it was after a bad. I told Mo this last week when you were out, Jim. That after a bad week, I needed I needed a break. And and there is something I think to be taken away from what the Mister Rogers message, which was every day I like you just the way you are. Aww. Because right now, kids, and that includes mine, they're, they're just inundated with basically the way you are sucks. Uh, if you are not, if you don't have your YouTube channel, if you are not, uh, don't have enough in- likes on Instagram or Snapchat, they are pummeled with insecurities uh, all day long and anxiety. And uh, I can't help but think that feeds into this people just going batty in a way uh, that they didn't. 40 years ago. So, yes, it's his 50th anniversary. There's a lot of big stuff. There's a postage stamp. Tom Hanks is playing him in a, mu- a movie. And Rollins has a free tour that anybody can walk along the Rollins campus and go see a sweater, his uh, shoes, his uh, whatnot, and some of the things he wrote when he was at Rollins. Frank Brunei in the New York Times has a great column today about uh, you know masculinity and the messages that we send to, to boys and young men about what it means to be a man and how screwed up you know, American men can be this sense of hyper masculinity and aggression, and uh, it's it's interesting. I, you know, I don't. I sometimes wonder whether we, as you know, as a society, do a very good job in you know raising boys now, or certain boys. I mean, certain boys can get caught into a into this trap of here's what it takes to be a man, and it's all a, it's all phony. It's and all it, just a and, bunch and of bunk. I, I think I, I, I would. I'll be interested to read that. It is it's I good. Absolutely, I absolutely agree with that. And I and I mentioned I touched on it very briefly in the Rogers thing. I raised my son differently uh, than I raised my daughter, and uh, and not in ways that I'm necessarily proud of. Is that, that if both of them were to come to me with basically the same problem, if it was my daughter, I might mm-hmm. say, "Let's sit down and let's talk about it." And if it's my son, I'd say, "Hey, nut up, bud." You yeah, know? take a look at it. Read and I'd like to to know what you think of it. Yeah, so I, I think I think that we absolutely teach them that way, and I don't want them to be perceived as weak. Uh, and I think it gets drilled in the music he listens to. It's it's completely different than what girls are doing. It's a lot of you know this hip hop sort of thug street tough life, and yeah. yeah. Anyway, what's so, coming up in the next column? I think I'm going to about what you're talking about. I'm going to say, hey, kids, hey, from Parkland, if you're paying attention uh, for the first time, let me introduce you to how politics work, yep. uh, and I hope your interest won't uh, cease there after go. this. Good job. Thank you very much, right. Mr. Thanks Maxwell. Yes. Scott Maxwell, he writes the Taking Names column for the Orlando Sentinel, joins us every Wednesday on Real Radio 104.1. The Shot Doctor's coming up next. Can't get enough of the monsters on iHeartRadio? Now you can also watch the monsters in the morning on the new iHeartMonsters YouTube channel by going to monsters.fm. And listen every weekday morning on Real Radio 104.1. From... Shop doctors here from uh, down the hallway. At, at, uh, what's that radio station? Uh, that would there? be that would be FM ninety six nine. The game Orlando sports leader. I could turn his volume down a little bit. Jeez, <laughs> oh, oh, my! Well, Saturday night, Jim, at seven o'clock. 
pregame. Orlando City against DC United, seven thirty. We have the game also. Going to be at the match. I will not be at the match. You know anything about soccer? A lot about soccer. What's uh, what's the what's the offsides rule? Before I get to the offsides rule, let me just explain. I've studied the roster. Yeah. See, soccer's kind of cool in this way. When you have a bad team and a bunch of bad players, unlike the NBA, you can turn your team over in one year. Orlando City, I believe, has 27 players and 22 are new. Mm. Uh. That does not happen in baseball. That does not happen in the NBA. In soccer, it does. I like that. Strong player unions. Think Stoke City's going to be relegated this season? Uh. Stoke City. I don't know what that means. Stoke Stoke City. City. EPL. They're good. EPL. Stoke City? they stink. Relegated. Relegated to what? Relegated to a lower league. league. That's what happens in English Premier League soccer. Bottom three, they're relegated. They're taken out of EPL, and they have to win that particular league or position in that league to come back in. We'll see what ownership has to say about that. Okay, so you don't know. What would you talk about today? We had a lot of NFL talk with free agency coming up in a couple of weeks. Uh A lot of Blake Bortles talk because he signed a new contract. Free agency, what does that mean? Bless you, you, you. It means that on March the 14th is when the new NFL league year actually begins. Yeah. And players can be cut and re-signed by different teams. Free agents can be signed on, the, on, the, on March the 14th, not before. So it's always a big day in the NFL, and the, rumor, and the rumors leading up to it are tremendous. What's uh, Fred Smarkle going to do? Who? Who the hell is Fred Smarkle? He's a linebacker for the Steelers. He uh, is not on the Steelers. I've never heard of this guy. Fred Smarkle. You haven't? No. Who is this guy? He's a linebacker. He's not. He, he's like in the second string, but he's, in the, he's, on, the, uh, he's on the team there roster. There is no Fred Smarkle on the Steelers. It's not Smar- Smarkle. Fred Smarkle. Fred Smarkle does not exist. All right. Okay. He's, I, I know these things. I study rosters. Yeah. He's also said that uh, Tiger Woods is making a comeback. Oh, he's back. Yes. Pay up. Yeah. He's back. He's washed up. I watched him last week at the Honda Classic. He finished tied for 12th, but you could see. Wait, he actually oh, finished a tournament? Exactly, a tournament where he didn't <laughs> claim that he Stop pulled a little muscle in his back. Pay up for that one, too. I bet. I saw a man. Oh, well, a hangnail. I saw a man that's on the precipice of winning championships again in golf. He's back. He's washed up. He's 42 years old. He's not He's not beaten. He's not beating any of these Those kids. Young bucks, Shot, no. I have a bet with can, Jim. Uh-huh. I have two bets with Jim. One, yeah, that do. Tiger Woods will win a tournament this year. Anything. Which he will. Any golf tournament. And what's the other one? Top five in the major? Place in the top five in one of the top yeah, maybe five Maybe a putt-putt contest. Yeah, no. Oh, boy. I can see Tiger Woods this year on Sunday afternoon coming down the stretch at Augusta National fighting for a green jacket and being right in there. It's going to happen. Yeah, fighting. That's He's the back. thing. He's going to have to fight to rip it off the winner. I saw 124 miles per hour club head speed like the young kids have. Tiger Woods has that right now. I saw the velveting stroke with the irons, the putting, needs a little bit of work. He's back. He has that look also, that look of intimidation, that strut, all that yeah, stuff. look of intimidation. You're absolutely correct, Mo, until he said, oh, I got a callus. I never noticed a callus. I got a... I got, yeah, I had surgery. I my back in. hurts. I threw my mm-hmm. back out. I slipped a disc. I have something. I oh, stuff. I stubbed my toe. I can't make He's it like to the, the tournament. He's like the king of the He is like, oh, a kvetch. He is. Major so kvetch. Mm-hmm. He's also back and maybe better than ever. Oh, boy. Get out of here. Watch out for Tiger Woods and Bay Hill starting two weeks Yeah, I'm going to watch out to see if he shows up for a tournament. He'll show up, but he doesn't last past the third hole. And then he goes home. There's a good chance that on Sunday at Bay Hill, he, he could be getting the cardigan sweater, which the winner now gets. Mark Leishman got it last year. Mm. Tiger Woods this year could be getting the cardigan sweater and the trophy. I think the dollar should be, does he finish at uh, Bay Hill? Finish? He's not going to yeah. finish. Forget the at the top score. of the he's, he's back. He might even make the cut. He's yeah, by Thursday, gym. he'll be out. He's completely back. 
He'll I play saw, on Wednesday and Thursday. He'll be out for the I, weekend. I saw mm-hmm. last week, Jim. Oh, my bald spot. got a little sunburn. What I can't play. Spot? Oh, he's as bald as an egg back there. Come on. Jim, what I saw last <laughs> week at the Honda Classic, I saw Tiger Woods turning back the clock. I saw the young Tiger from the yeah, 1990s. Okay. Yeah, good he's luck back. for that one. You sure. want to see Tiger tear line shot? Yeah. Take your hat off and look in the mirror. Oh, God. Damn. All right, time for it. Uh, Ow. I got, was I, got, I got a haircut harsh. today. You did? <laughs> Have you seen my haircut, Jack? Let me see. No, I didn't. Yeah, let's it see. It. One second, please. Okay, he's okay. got to take his headphones up in the head. Oh. oh. He's, he's got a good looking head. He got a good buffing, too, didn't he? Yeah. Right there. Damn, yeah. the glare. Put the hat back That's pretty good, isn't it? <laughs> Looks good, Sean. All right, I, I got it. All right. Yeah, think, put it back on. I think Shot would be funnier if he didn't wear his hat. What? Funnier? It's in the presentation. When you read Shot on Twitter. Yeah. It's, it's border- not funny. It's borderline brilliant. Oh. Jim, I've taken over Twitter. I am breaking news. How many Twitter followers do you have now? Almost 280. 280. Very good. Getting up there. Good for you. ShotDoctor969. I break news. You do? I go, yeah. I, that's what I do on Twitter. I break news. Mm. I have things that people hear about from me first. Diff- all the different sports. I have all that stuff. It's mm. my favorite reading. You see uh, that all right week. there? I was reading Thank it. you. I appreciate yeah. that, Mr. Pingman. Job well oh. done. Boy, that re- you really scored some points on that oh, one. You got, I, I probably meant, tweet 10 times a day, if not more. I yeah, his be, is much more insightful than yours because I, I read his and I don't know if it's true or not. I meant because what do you mean he by that? You. I mean, Jim is just calling people asshats all the time. President asshat to you. Oh, that's yeah. right. Got to call a shot doctor asshat the next tweet I have. Oh. <laughs> Just I'm gonna follow sure, you, then retweet yeah, it. Say, make Look sure at, you tag him. Yeah. <laughs> at Shot Doctor. Shot, do you know how to tag people? Yeah, Shot Doctor actually believes that Tiger what? Woods is gonna make a comeback. <laughs> do you use hashtags? Yeah, hashtags. What, what does that mean? Oh, okay. Never mind. Time for Shot Doctor casting call. I take a movie, a scene from a movie. We act it out on the air. You decide, uh, try to decide what movie it is. Yeah. Text us at Real Mobile 77031. All set, Shot Doctor? I live in a state of readiness. I know. But are you all set? I'm still also all set. Okay, Mr. Pinkman, Mr. Pinkman, and Mr. Uh, Shot Doctor will be handling this. And yeah. you quiet on the set? Quiet, please. And I close that big door to the studio, okay? Mm-hmm. The red light comes on, no noise, of course. Cables are set aside. Lighting is perfect. Damn, camera is rolling. And action. Maybe you'd like to take a swing at me. I'd like to take a big swing at you, Sarge. Well, go ahead and give it your best shot. I don't think I want to go to the stockade. I'll take my hat off. There we are. Ain't no more drill, Sergeant. It's just you and me, kid, man to man. So go ahead and give it your best shot. Swing at me. Godless punk. I want to forget about this little incident. What? What? I'm right in the middle of greatness here. You fumfered it. You fumfered it. I'm about to win no. a Jimmy, and you stopped me for no reason. Uh, started from the I, top. Ready? Okay, and? And you said, oh. okay, ready? ready? Action. Uh, maybe you'd like to uh, take a swing at me? I'd like to take a big swing at you, Sarge. Well, go ahead and give it your best shot. I don't think I want to go to the stockade. I'll take my hat off, and there we are. Ain't no more drill sergeant. It's just you and me, kid, man to man. So go ahead and give it your best shot. Swing at me, gutless punk. Now, I'm willing to forget about this little incident, and I want you to think real hard about it. And maybe someday you'll understand what the hell I'm talking about. You read this like Donald my Trump. God, am I good. I'm willing to forget about this little incident, and I want you to think real hard yeah. about it, and maybe... No, I was... Yes. All- 
Yes, you did. That's the way you read it. And it's not swing at me, gutless punk. It's swing at me. Gutless. Swing at me. Gutless punk. No, it's not swing at me, gutless punk. Look at the way it's... Look at the way... It's swing at me. Gutless punk. Swing at me. Gutless punk. No, it's not gutless gutless punk. Take some time between gutless and punk. You're using gutless as, as an adjective. No. Well, it is. Watch this. No. Watch, I got you. Well, it okay. is, but it's but it's okay. Jim, I got it. All right. Watch it. Pause. Swing at me, gutless punk. That's better. Uh-huh. My nice. God, am I good? Uh-huh. I'm not really. Oh my God. I believe, Jim, there will be a multitude of Jimmys coming out of this one yeah. again. We might have to have a Jimmy Award this year, yeah, okay. maybe twice. It's I don't back. know. We're we're a few years behind schedule. Kelly, Jim, we should have the first six months of the year Jimmys and the second second six months Jimmys. Mm-hmm. Has anybody kept track of the movies we've done? That's, uh, yeah. that's Wonder yes. Boy's job. He's busy I, getting I, Conan O'Brien. I've though. got them all kept track of. What? I <laughs> said I've got them all kept track of. That's not really. It's grammatically correct. Uh, yeah, Look it up. It's a dangling preposition at the end. You're there. a dangling preposition. Hey, I am not. <laughs> you. Any uh, suggestions coming in, Jack, on oh. what the movie is? Oh, Jim, it's an easy you, one. You wouldn't believe how many oh, people have guessed. Um, is it Pillow Talk? No. That's one that comes through a lot. Um, Hope Floats. Nope. <laughs> oh, see what they did there. Uh-huh. Full Metal Jacket, Officer yeah. and a Gentleman. Nope. Um, Pulp Fumfer. <laughs> no. no. Uh, let's see, what else? Uh, Rocky Five. Nope. Rocky Four. No. Heartbreak Ridge. Uh-uh. Rocky Three, Two, and One. Stop it. Mm-hmm. And then many guesses mm-hmm. for a movie called Stripes featuring Bill Murray. There it is. Yeah, baby. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. You see, Jim, I did the movie so well, they all guessed the movie right. Mm -hmm. That's what great actors do. That's the fact, Jack. Thank you. That's the fact, Jack. You ever see that movie? (laughs) Not until uh, I saw the video today. Well, you didn't see see the whole movie. movie. I saw two minutes. The great Bill Murray? Yeah. I mean, I've never seen a movie before. If you see that one in the middle of the night on that channel that you only have on your TV... You should absolutely, absolutely watch. Great mud wrestling scene with the famous John Candy, unforgettable. John Candy's in this movie also. Mm-hmm. John Candy's in the John Larroquette's in this movie. Dewey yeah. Oxberger. Yeah, John Larroquette. <laughs> Who the hell is Dewey Oxberger? <laughs> you gotta watch. He's on the cover of uh, uh, Tiger Beat. Yeah, I think I think you'd enjoy this movie. You would enjoy it. It's so funny. Got a Sergeant little bit of, Hulka. A little bit of nudity in it. Oh yeah. yeah. I don't not, watch those kind of movies, okay? It's not that kind no, of movie. No, it's not that kind of movie. I'm not getting mixed up in that kind of stuff. It's just a, it's just, you know, movies a, are covered it's in mud. just a scene. Yeah, That's you, all. Yeah, you can't... The uh, mud wrestling scene yeah. is, is fantastic. This is like, a road that the shot doctor does not go down in oh. my great life. I think it's a road that you should that should be taken. You should investigate. Why? Because. What good comes out of stuff like that? You never know until you try it, shot doctor. Start doing stuff like that. Before you know it, you get beaten down and beaten <laughs> down and beaten down and beaten down beyond submission. Oh, you don't want that to happen. I thought you were a real man. You should. Get, I thought you had. You, you were strong. More of a real man than me. Well, then I you're strong. You can. That. You can. You can deflect this kind of stuff. I don't want to get trapped. <laughs> I'm watching real a movie. Real men don't get trapped. No. Real men sometimes get bamboozled, which is worse than being trapped. That is worse. <laughs> yeah. They don't know they're trapped. That's right. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You Before bam- you know it, then what, 20 years later, they said, my God almighty, How did this I got happen? trapped and what I am, never figured it out. What have I done with my life? Yeah. You see, that's what happens sometimes. Uh, uh. I'm trying to avoid that. You worry too much about that. that. It's like his Twitter feed. 
You think he's out to lunch, and then somehow he ends up making sense at the end of it. You see that? That's what I've done to Twitter. I put stuff out there that people shake their head at, then they read it again, and then they realize that it's actually true. Crazy as a bed bug. Mm-hmm. That's how it works. Uh-huh. You don't know about hashtags, though. No. <laughs> Get- you know, I had some of those for breakfast today, and they're no, really, no, no, really no. good. Hashtags? That's hash browns. Yeah. With very good. Oh. No, 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 no. He, he eats hash browns. <laughs> no, he eats hash The hash browns at Linda's are very, very good as a matter of fact. <laughs> Not, it's not prepackaged stuff. It's just nothing is worse, Jim, than, than the frozen hashtags. You put them in there, they still taste. They're, they're yeah. hash browns. Yeah, it's not hashtags. Terrible. Oy. I want the real thing. I'm right, not what's for buy the... microwavable hashtags? What's for? Uh, do that. What's for dinner tonight? Oh, here we go. I've got a turkey wrap. Oh, a turkey wrap. Wait, did you some... get that at Publix? Uh, I'm gonna make my own. Oh, my get out. He's a I've chef. got. Vegetables to put on that. Yeah. I've got mustard to put on that. Yeah. And I've got oh. two really good bananas that should be ready when I get home. That should do the trick. Okay. Good enough. I already had the banana bread. What? That Jack brought me in. Oh, he did? Yeah. Jack, I'm telling you that your wife could become a millionaire tomorrow selling that banana bread. Mm. That she's, needs to happen. She's not interested. In being a millionaire? But No. She, no, she made it for you because you said such nice things about it. It was fan- It was the best banana bread I've ever had. Glad you enjoyed it. How many it. times have you had banana bread? Does that mean bread? I get banana bread again tomorrow? No, oh. I'm out. How about a mooch? Oh, Who's out? I just ate my last piece today. You ever bought lunch for anybody? Hell no. In my, in my Jim, of all that food that we provided you, NaomiBradshaw.com, making banana bread for you, and have you ever said, hey, guys, thank you so much for all that free grub over the years. Here's whatever. What do you, what do you bring in every Tuesday, Shot Doctor? Pizza. A whole pizza. And he eats the whole thing? Correct. You eat the whole thing? Correct. Not in one sitting. Oh, I see. What? In like two in two sittings? sittings? Yeah. Oh. Four when I'm here and four when I get home. Or I eat more four or five when I'm here and one or two when I get home. Kind of balance time you had your heart checked. <sighs> Didn't you two just go ago. to Dr. Nick a couple weeks ago? Two weeks ago. Oh, yeah? Did he said, Nick? and I quote, Dr. you Nick. have the body <laughs> and the insides of a man that is 25. How do you do it? Yeah, and how did Dr. Uh, Dr. Magoo, uh, you know. <laughs> uh, no, no, this is a Mr. Magoo. Did you get the uh, exam? You know the one. Prostate? Yeah. The digital exam? You, you got the prostate exam? You got to get it. It's good. It's what's good. It's still there. No, no. But you have a prostate gland. Thank God it didn't fall. Out. Allegedly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's still where it needs to be. It's, okay. up, it's up in there. Good. It's all in good shape? Yeah. It's not obtuse. Uh-huh. What's your PSA level? <laughs> uh, those numbers, I, uh, I I don't know the numbers. I, I have a sheet. Yeah. You know a lot of numbers. How is it you don't know that number? I have a sheet, and the sheet has check marks next to it. Oh, and, they, know and, and they go through the check marks. Good, so it's maybe 150, 160 range. Check mark good like that. No. 220, 220. If you have anything yeah. over like point one or something, you got to get... Yeah, I'm all, about, I'm all about the check marks. All right, uh, Shot Doctor, good job. Thanks for joining us. Shot Doctor comes our way every Wednesday on Real Radio 104.1. It's time to rise above the fudge jokes and hemorrhoid humor. Even if only for a few fleeting moments. And actually learn something. This is the 5-Minute Professor. Oh, we got to get caught up to speed here. It's time for the 5-Minute Professor. Greetings and salutations, Professor. And to you, Mr. Phillips, and the file, a pleasure, as always, to be with you. And where are you tonight? Uh, today, I am once again at the as yet undisclosed location of the call center near my house. <laughs> okay, what? Good. 
Like a little, I, I, it's a landline, I, Mo. Oh, I see. It's a landline at a call center. I go to a place which, which there's literally, there's got to be, I'm going to stand up for a sec. There's got to be 400 people here on the telephone. So Stop you get a little break, so in, no. break in between gym memberships and uh, the knife set? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I believe it's inbound calls here. Yeah, okay, oh, okay. inbound, okay. Well, what do you inbound. got for us today? Well, here's the thing. Uh, tomorrow is one of those wacky food holidays, and it's it's slightly wackier than usual. Uh, it, March 1st I have it right kicks here. off National Peanut Month, and tomorrow, for no apparent reason, is National Peanut Butter Lover's Day. That is true. Have it it right is here. not... National Peanut Butter Day, that's January 24th. That's right. And it is not National Peanut Butter Month, that is October. <laughs> it is National Peanut Butter Lover's Day at the start of National Peanut Month. Well, so what is it's the food weird. you're supposed to eat on Peanut Butter Lover's Day? I think you're supposed to smear your lover with peanut butter. Ew, no, that's Deal. not right. I'm, I'm, I'm reasonably yeah. sure that's what this is about. People uh. with pets do it every day. <laughs> Wait, don't you have dogs? Gross. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> just a joke. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. But I will tell you something. Tomorrow, I'm yeah. going to give you a little hint. Tomorrow mm. is also Fruit Compote Day. Oh, God. I can't see that. There's no way I can do a lecture on Fruit Compote, but I can talk to you about peanuts. All right, okay. talk to us about peanuts. Talk to us about goobers. Uh, goobers, yes. And, you know, Points. goobers is safer to say on the radio than peanuts. You have to be really <laughs> clear and distinct with your pronunciation. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you want to be careful. Um, did you know that the peanut plant itself is an annual, and it flowers for one day? Just one day. There's a flower. It gets fertilized, then the flower part, the petals fall off, mm -hmm. and the fertilized egg is on the end of a stem, and it grows down underground. So I always just assumed it was the roots, like a potato, That's like a I tuber, thought. but it's not like that at all. The plant is fertilized above ground, and then a, the specialized stem forces it underground, and then the plant grows underground and fruits. It's remarkable. Huh. And, and in the American South... They plant it in such a way that it's going to be harvested in uh, late July, early August so that it's dry. Because when you harvest peanuts and it's dry, mm. the dirt just falls right off. But if it's damp, yeah. then you're going to have a real problem with the dirt on the peanuts. So as a result, that's, that's how they time it out. They time it out so it can be harvested during the dry season. Uh, of course, Georgia is the state that leads all states in the production of peanuts, but the United States is fifth in peanut production around the world. Number one, anyone, anyone? Peanuts? Oh, uh, yeah, that would be uh, somewhere in probably Africa. Georgia. No, Georgia's in the United States, and Georgia is oh, fifth in I the world. Fifth. It's a country. Um, uh, she was guessing one. the country of Georgia. Oh, Georgia. I meant oh, yes. Eastern Europe, <laughs> sir. <laughs> Believe it or not, the I got uh, you, Mo. number one in peanut production, you said? Yes. Yeah. Yes. yes, that would be Nigeria. It is a little further east. Pinkman. Indonesia. Mr. Pinkman. Oh. China. China. It is, in fact, China. And it's not even close. <laughs> it is not even close. China harvests over 10 times more peanuts than we do. And question. they're native to, to North and South America. The Aztecs okay. grew them. The Incans grew them. Yeah. I like them. But they, they've been uh, 
And the fact that peanut sauce is so prevalent in mm. Southeastern Asian cuisine yes. when it was introduced. You're going to have it with your spring rolls. Uh-huh. You got that right. That's so good. Four points. points. Oh, my goodness. Um, I'm glad, four points, that you did not try to uh, shove George Washington Carver down my throat. No, I did not. I, by, by choice, so I get some more points. Yeah. On We're that. above that, sir. George Washington Carver is a uh, a man who was actually legendary in the early 20th century because he was really a proponent of the subsistence American farmer. All right, hold that thought. To... Just hold, uh, just hold uh, that uh, thought. Okay, I'm holding. Because, Ian, i got time restraints here. I'm going to break, and I then understand. I'll give you a little bit more time so we can finish the lecture and actually get the quiz in. It's the 5-Minute Professor on Real Radio 104.1. Check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. A woman from New York was charged with DWI after picking up her brother from the police station, who'd also just been charged with DWI. It's like Sly and the Family Stone always said, it's a family affair. Next, China has apparently banned the letter N on the internet. From now on they shall be known as Chia. Cha 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 Chia. Finally, a sheep in Canada attacked children and daycare worker after escaping the farm. Sounds like this may have been a Wolf in Sheep's Clothing. Headlines were brought to you by RealRadio.fm. Go there to check out the Phillips File Pinkman and Fritz blogs. And transmission. Call now for person, place, or thing. 407-916-1041. From... You are listening to the Phillips File on Real Radio. get back to the five-minute professor let's wrap up this uh lecture on peanuts peanuts and have a pop quiz jack how much time do we have here oh we have a solid nine minutes all right uh, all right here we go all right professor let's get back to this all right i'll give you one minute and then we'll get right into the quiz i think so, give me a minute and a half minute and a half it is george washington carver yeah uh was such a proponent of the of the subsistence farmer that he wanted them to come up with products that they could grow that weren't cotton, because cotton just depletes the soil and you can't eat it. So uh, he suggested a number of things, including plants that would help to rejuvenate the soil, which peanuts do. They they put nitrogen back into the soil and they provide a product. He did. He was a big proponent of the peanut, but he didn't create anything. He was just an advocate for the peanut. Peanuts must have uh, peanut butter must have ninety percent of its weight being peanuts mm. if it's called peanut butter in the United States. But there are parts of the world where it cannot be called peanut butter because in certain parts of the world, mainly Europe in the EU, butter means something. So you can't call something peanut butter because the laws define what butter is. What do they call it? Uh, they call it peanut spread. Peanut spread, yes. Oh, very good. Or peanut Point. cheese. Or peanut cheese. Cheese? Because cheese is not a defined term. Mm. I'd like to have some boiled peanuts right about now. Ugh. I oh, love yeah. them. They're good. You know, they have, the Cajun style? Uh, there are different types of peanuts which are better for making into boiled peanuts. The very first, one of the earliest uh, peanut butters, was actually created by the Kellogg family. John Harvey Kellogg created a peanut butter from boiled peanuts. 
in Battle Creek, Michigan in 1898. And my last facts before the quiz, uh, the dry roasting process to make peanut butter that we know of was patented in 1922. They used partially hydrogenated vegetable oil, uh, and that helped keep the peanut butter from separating. Mm. That process was sold first to Peter Pan yeah. in 1928, and then the man who created that program created Skippy in 1933. That was the first brand that also had a chunky variety. And then in 1955, Jif was created with sugar added to make yeah. it sweeter. Right. Annette uh, Funicello, points. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry. Choosy mothers uh, choose, choose, mother's Jif. choose Jif. Yeah. Here's a question number one. I'll give you points for Annette right, Funicello. All right. Or, or I would have also accepted Annette Funny Jello. Uh-huh. Uh, ready? Question number one. On bonappetit.com, mm-hmm. their list of 41, and I'm quoting now, quick and easy lunch ideas. Peanut butter and jelly. Four, has four with avocado and only one with peanut butter. Mm. <laughs> really? On bonappetit.com, yes. Mm. They're... Uh, they're one with peanut butter is a wrap with bacon and peanut butter and bananas. Named for what recording artist? Elvis Presley. Mm-hmm. Elvis Presley is absolutely correct. Nicely done. Boys. Elvis Presley first appeared on the Ed Sullivan Show in what year? Jim, 1956. That is absolutely correct. Wow. wow. Look, we're cooking now. Shoot it from announced, the waist up. Announced yesterday, Elvis D. Presley is running for U.S. Congress to represent what state Pinkman. as a libertarian? Mr. Pinkman. Arkansas. Arkansas, I would have also accepted. Nicely done. Wow. Arkansas yes. has what two-letter state abbreviation? Moira, A.K. Not A.K., that's Alaska. Oh, right. A.R. Do it again, Mo. Come on. A.R. A.R. is correct. 15. Nicely done. Armor light. A.R. Yes. AR-15s are American-made by the Colt Manufacturing Company. Jim, Connecticut. Massachusetts. Headquartered in Connecticut. That is absolutely correct. Wow, we're cooking with this one. When starting out, Samuel Colt rented space and equipment from Eli Whitney Jr., son of the creator of what? Jack Cotton Gin. Cotton Gin is absolutely correct. (laughs) Yeah, we're just yelling out words. Rummy is featured in the introduction to Oric Goldfinger. In Goldfinger, he's cheating at Gin Rummy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that uh, that third film of the Bond series, Goldfinger, came out in what Jim. year? Uh, 1961. Oh, After 1961. Jack, 1960. I'll give a window here. 1968. Before 1968. Moira, 65. Before 1961. Ooh. Oh, but not a lot. Fritz. Fritz. Mr. Fritz. 63. After 1961. There you go. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 64. 1964 is absolutely correct. Goldfinger, the movie, was banned in what country until 1967 because of the actor who played Jim, Germany. Goldfinger? Uh, no. Close. The, uh, the actor was German. Oh. Oh. Moira, Israel. It was banned in Israel. Really? The Why? actor... Gert Probus was, oh, was a member of the Nazi Party, Wait. but before <laughs> World War II, oh. and during World War II, he actually hid Jews in his basement. So he wasn't a bad guy. No, he was a nice guy. He wasn't a bad guy, but there was a knee-jerk reaction to ban things based on something which happened which he realized he was wrong about. Uh-huh. Uh, in Israel, the peanut butter-flavored puffed corn snack... Bamba. Oh, Bamba's good. Think of it as a a peanut butter-flavored cheese puff. Mm -hmm. Think of a cheese puff, but it being peanut butter-flavored instead of cheese-flavored. 
makes up what percentage of all snacks sold in Israel? What percentage of all snacks sold are the peanut butter flavored puffed corn snack bomba? Oh, Jim, Jim. Uh, that's uh, 52%. Less than 52% of all snacks. Moira. All snacks. Uh, 39? Less than 39. Uh, you didn't frame it. Not too far off. Mm-hmm. Okay, 25%. 25% is absolutely oh, correct. Oh, my God. Take a guess but somewhere. All snacks, 25% of it is this one thing in Israel. Bamba is given to children in the same way that I might give a child Cheerios. I mean, they're just popping them in their mouths from as soon as they can eat anything which might be food. What percentage of Israel's de- uh, Israelis develop peanut allergies? What percentage of Israelis develop peanut allergies? They're fed this stuff from... Jim, that's uh, 10%. Less. Yeah. All right, Jack. Mr. Bradshaw. 4%. Less. Ooh. 2%. 2%. 1.9%. It is 2%. That is unbelievably low. So feeding kids peanut butter from Bamba. day one yeah, helps, to, uh, helps to lower their, um, peanut their allergy percentage. Price. In fact, in a, a random sample size, 13.9% of students in a peanut-free zone will normally have some level of allergy to peanuts. Uh, in the composition of peanut butter, this is our final question, which of these components makes up about 2% of peanut butter? Is that dietary fiber, fat, protein or water which one of these makes about two percent of the composition of peanut butter dietary fiber fat protein or water uh jim that's water it is water nicely done. oh yeah fat makes up 50 percent protein 25 percent dietary fiber six percent wow uh carbohydrates is 20 percent as well uh all right so that is this was an awesome round you guys did a fantastic job come on 88 no that's a crap i round. apologize oh, we're in the hundreds i apologize yes. that it is not an 88 it is a 98 there we are that's, that's a strong a plus yes a solid a all right what are you doing still driving for uber I, I am driving for food, uh, for Uber, Fuber. but uh, a, a little less, a little less often. Uh, maybe one or two days a week. Oh, okay, All right. I, well, I, last week when I talked about Uber, I came to the realization that it is a uh, it is a great convenience for people. Mm-hmm. It is a crappy way to make money. Oh, is that as right? A driver, it's, it's just not a great way to make money. It's not efficient. It's not a good use of my time. I have heard other people who drive for Uber say it's really hard to make a living doing that. Right. It, it is is tough. And now it's better than spending money. So in the time when I would otherwise be spending money, there you go. I will, in fact, go out and do it. And I, I will, instead of spending $150 on a Friday night, I will make 50 and I will consider myself $200 ahead. All right. Where else? What else are you doing? You still doing trivia? I like it. I am doing trivia three nights a week. I do it on Saturday night at Post Time Lounge and Cafe. Mm-hmm. On Tuesday night, I do it at Post Time what, what did I say? No. Hold on. I'm totally wrong. Tuesday night, I do it on post time. Yeah. Tomorrow night, I'm going to be at the Silly Grape. That's in Maitland. Okay. We have a great trivia show there. Starts at 7 o'clock. And then on Saturday, I'm at Waco Taco. Waco Taco is attached to the Hourglass Brewery. Is that something you want me to talk about next week? I was trying to think of something. Mm. I can't quite come up with something yet. All right. Well, I'll leave it up I, to you. I, well, I'll tell you what I am doing on nope. Sunday. What? I'm taking the weekend off. I hardly ever have weekends off. I'm taking the weekend off. My daughter is with me this weekend, and we are going to go to Legoland. Are you interested in no. Legoland? In no. Legos. Maybe uh, he can do I, a thing on Lego. No, my, no, I'm not. Okay, no. 
No, I'm not uh, interested in that at all. That, that, that doesn't spark my interest at all. Okay, all right, okay. Until they, the take, out, till they take out ads on the on the station. How about the game Twister? Do you, would you rather play Twister or with Legos? Or the movie Twister. With clothes or without clothes? All right, listen. Sans clothing. <laughs> oh, that's the way to play, baby. Uh-huh. Right foot red. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Get some, yeah. Get some corn oil on a Twister game sure. and you are in business. And we'll leave it up to you, thing. Professor. All right. All right. Good job. Thanks a lot. I know what it won't be. Uh-huh. You got That's it. right. Five Minute Professor on Real Radio 104.1. Oh, there it is. That's the music it's for It's calming, PPT. isn't it? It's calming. It cool, quiet lounge. Get that corner slot, you know. <laughs> Can I get you a cocktail? That's a nice cocktail. Yeah, see? Old fashioned. Oh, an old fashioned. Yeah, old fashioned. I bet you will. And would you like a drink too? <laughs> bada boom, bada boom. Yeah, but seriously. Uh, hey, uh, see what he did oh, there. Rim shot. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got an old fashioned. No, for stop you. it. Listen. <laughs> yeah. Really, settle down, right. you. Hey, got to go to the back room for that one. Yeah. <laughs> All right, PPT, what's the prize? Uh, it's a pair of tickets to Orlando City Soccer Club <sighs> season nice. opener versus DC United this Saturday yeah. at Orlando City Stadium. You can get more info on that, OrlandoCitySC.com. There we go. All right, uh, Matt, you're first up. Pick a person, right. a place, or a thing. Uh, let's do a place. Let's do a place. Wow, okay, a place. Thanks to Brad for the category. Thank you, Brad. Thanks, Brad. What is this place? This southern landlocked place is not in Europe. It is not in North America. Oh, it's nothing. a country. Oh. I'll give you that clue. Wow. This wow. southern landlocked place is not in Europe. It is not in North America. Let's say Ecuador. 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 That's your final answer? Sure. Yeah, I don't think Ecuador's land? landlocked. Yeah, uh. <clears throat> we get the boat to the Galapagos. <laughs> There's uh, Wayne. Ready to play, Wayne? Yep. Clue number two. Like so many countries and territories, it was a colony of the Spanish Empire. Oh. Oh, I know what it is. What is it? What do you think it's Uruguay. What is it? Uruguay. Paraguay. That's your final answer? No, he said Uruguay. Sure. You said Uruguay or Paraguay? Uruguay. Uruguay. That's your final answer? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry, it's not Uruguay. Nice try, though. Chris, here we go. Ready? Yep. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Clint That's three. my favorite answer. Ironically, all. it's long-lived military. Uh-oh. Man. Dad. Chris. What's happening to him? Bye, Chris. Is he getting abducted? Maybe it's something. I think he's got a bad connection. Oh. Still oh, might be getting abducted. Gone. Oh. Here you go, Jeffrey. Hey, <laughs> it's about time. I'm ready to go. I'm going to give you all the clues if you don't get it. You're going to get this, baby, because you're the last contestant. Mm. Let's do this. You better get it. <laughs> Stop it. Don't put Ironically, on it. its long-lived military dictatorship was toppled in an internal military coup. Oh, where'd they have some coups? It's- okay. Okay. And the rest of the clues, please? <laughs> he knows I'll it. just take a shot. If you don't get it right, I'll give you another clue. Okay, um, toppled in a military coup recently, or like I, I don't have that information at hand. All I can tell you, <laughs> it's it has not to be Nicaragua. Nicaragua. Uh, oh, okay, that's a good try. That's sure. your final answer. No. Yes. No. Uh, hold on. Oh, no, you're not right. Here we go. Clue number four. No. Due to its now, listen closely. Due to its central location in South America. Oh, South. America. It's sometimes referred to as. Corazón de Sudamérica. 
Ooh, the heart. The heart of something. Oh, the heart of South America. America. Oh, South America. Corazón heart Corazón. de Sura America. South America. Mm-hmm. So it's in the middle would be yeah. Ecuador. It's, what is it? No, somebody said Ecuador, right? Don't Ecuador. say that. Oh, they did. They did. Yeah, it's not Uruguay. It's not I, Ecuador. I knew Ecuador. No, okay. I see. Um, <laughs> the heart of South America. Yeah, yeah. And it's... Yeah, it's one. It's one of those countries in South America nobody ever thinks about. Oh, although yeah, somebody may have mentioned it. Before. What? Starts with a C, right? No, no, it doesn't start with a C. No, it starts with a P. Right. Close. Oh, I know. Papua New Guinea. No, stop Good it. Guess, Is sir. that in South, it's in South America? No, that's from Africa. Okay. Give them all of the clues. <laughs> a clue stop number five. All the clues. Paradise? Oh. Okay. Question mark? No. Pair of Monday movie reviewers? Yes. Thanks, Wanzi and Doug. I get it. <laughs> Do you? Yeah. Okay. Hair of. Oh. That's ter- get it. That's terrible. Yes. Classic Brad. Uh-huh. I'd go back to Corazon de Sudamérica. I don't America. think that's helpful at all. Actually. Well, you know, I, I was I was a third-year dropout in college, yeah, so I'm uh, sorry. It's okay. Well, I went to Florida. I don't know. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> well, you didn't have to say that. He did. He chuckled at yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah, it's not Uruguay. It's not. Uh, no, it's not Argentina. It's not Brazil. It's not Nicaragua. It's not, not uh, Ecuador. We said that. It's four not times. Ecuador. It's yeah. not Peru or Chile. Uh-huh. It's not Colombia or Venezuela. I, I refuse to Google a map too. So no, I'm no, going to do it right. Go I'm no. going through the list. You got to look at look at the map in your own mind. Okay, it's said- not Ecuador. Mm-hmm. It's not Uruguay. It's Brazil. not Brazil. No. It's not Argentina. It is Belize. not. No, Belize is in Central Thank America. It's not Chile. It's not uh, Peru. It's not Venezuela. It's not Colombia. What is it? Wait, did you say Argentina? Yeah. I said Argentina. It okay. starts with a P. Well, it's got to be the other one. It starts with a P. Yeah, it does. Argentina. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a uh, Somebody said it before. Somebody said it before. Think of a skydiver. What does a skydiver use? A para. Yeah. Shoot. Yes. So para uh-huh. Paraguay. Yes. That's your final answer. Yeah, baby. Well, there you go. Paraguay. Good job there, that son. That was painful. That Excellent. wasn't a good job really at all. But Yeah, he okay. figured it out. Good he for did. you. He did. We practically gave it to him, but okay. By the way, thanks to Mr. X for showing up uh, and helping us out during the first hour of the Phillips awesome. file. Yeah. It was very, very, very good, very informative, quite articulate. He is a... Uh, he is a drug addict. And will be for the rest of his life, dependent he's on opiates. He's been fighting this. Yeah. Uh, he's a That's college right. uh, graduate. He has two degrees. He uh-huh. is working. He's got a family, but he's got a dependency. He's on a, method, a methadone program now for two years. Had major battles with heroin and pill abuse. And he tried to let us know what this is, is all about as we begin to focus at least once a week on Wednesdays for a little bit on the heroin and opiate crisis here in Central Florida. If you have any information you'd like to uh, mm. direct us to, whether it's a person or an organization, whatever it might be, uh, to help us out uh, when we come to trying to figure out what's going on with this crisis, just email Mo, and she'll put it in the file. We'll make decisions about who we want on the air, try to get somebody on next week That would as well. be Moira at WTKS.com. That's M-O-I-R-A. Correct. He was excellent today. Was. Uh, you know, this is a struggle. Not and easy. No. Not easy. I mean, A... That's his life. B, to come in and talk publicly about it. And uh, I think probably he just doesn't want people as 
to go through the same struggle that he's been right. going through. It's not going to get any. It's not going to get much better. Sure. And he knows that. He's hoping that they will come up with something so that he won't be dependent on methadone. But or, he's been through it. Yeah, he has. And it's amazing uh, during the interview how many people say they are going through similar situations. Well, they have know. family members, uh-huh. and then you still get people. Oh, people, uh, it's a choice. It. They choose, and no. if they're addicted, it's all because yeah. it's a choice. Yeah, I saw one. He's weak. Yeah, you, just ignore pe- you just ignore people like that because uh, they're just idiots. All right, let's get out of here. Tom and Dan are next. We're back tomorrow, Wednesday edition of The File. Busy day tomorrow, of course. Among other things, we'll talk with Pat Clark, talks in sports. That's tomorrow at 3, right after Sean. He's the news junkie with Sabrina and Celia, and they follow the monsters in the morning. Tonight, eat dessert first, grin like a dog, wander aimlessly, pound your conch as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care.